Play like a champion? Yes. Yeah. We need one of those. You're walking into the studio? But we need a podcast like a champion in the same font that's just right over the doorway. Hmm. And then we just, you know, every time hit it every time we go out. Oh, I'm not really a fan of Notre Dame. <laughs> Neither am I, but I think it's a cool tradition. I think it's a little bit uh, forced. Hmm. Yeah. You could do little... the, uh, thank God I'm a Yankee one in the Yankees stadium. Ah, as you see, now, that, now, we're, now we're talking. Well, what am I going to say? Thank God I'm a podcaster? Yeah, I mean, listen. <laughs> hey, man. Thank I'm... God I'm Italian and not a pervert. I got ice in my veins. Walk like a champion, champion, champion I'm so cold-blooded, I fear nobody Ain't no letting down, I won't let you down Cause I got ice in my veins I talk like a champion, like a champion I'm so cold-blooded, I'm so cold-blooded I fear nobody, I fear nobody Cause I walk like a champion What's up everybody, <laughs> this is episode 103 of the Saratobi Sports Podcast Bringing you in as always, your lovable host, your lovable confidant, Justin Thomas, JT, Justin Transition, Justin Traffic, just on his damn phone. You already know all the nicknames, so I don't got to run through them for you. You missed one. I just said I'm not, I, you already know the nicknames, I'm not going to run through them for you. Mouth, mouth, miss one. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this guy. And to my right, as you can hear, the man himself, the Kappa Captain. He walks with the cane out because he has to because he needs to. <sighs> Mr. Worldwide West himself. Because everywhere I go, I leave worldwide mess, mess and that. Damn. Sucking I, I, I told you no, but I told <laughs> you it wasn't gonna hit the same. It wasn't gonna. It wasn't gonna hit the same. Right. You know what? We'll have to we'll have to table it and like maybe in like three weeks. Yeah, we'll take. Yeah, yeah. We'll it's, bring it back because John will be back. John will be back. I'll have forgotten about it by Texas. now. Post You'll, Texas. Post Texas. Yes. Post Texas trip. All right. Post Texas. Post Texas. As you guys. I guess we 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 just revealed. Uh, John is uh, not here, a resident Guyanese person. He is up, um, <laughs> <laughs> and of course, <laughs> he's on he's on sabbatical this week. He's so on sabbatical yeah. in the uh, quote unquote happiest place on earth. Yes, um, which is crazy because happiest place on earth is Barclay Center. But okay. Um, anyway, where's that button? Nope, nope, you don't get to use the buttons. No, I'm in control of the buttons, baby. That's right. If you're watching on the YouTube, he can see I clearly am, now. I am he center. He can see clearly now. He finally knows what the buttons mean, you guys. Center chair, baby. It only took 103 episodes. I have full control of the boards. Will I use them? You got damn right I will. And to my left, that's right, everybody. To my left, not my far right, the Saratobi sound man himself. Matt Barba, the Gabagool, Greg Pasovich. The diversity hire. <laughs> the diversity hire. Oh, man. Happy to be here. This is great. How does it feel that affirmative action finally worked in your favor, Matt? <laughs> you know, <laughs> for decades, my people have been on <laughs> We was about to lose mad listeners. I was oh, to say, hey, look, I God. know the plight of the Italian. They walked the 40 days and 40 nights through the olive fields of Sicily. <laughs> oh, you know, oh Italians used to be persecuted against you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I was with you at Ellis Island, Matt. Yeah, that's a fact. Imported straight from the Bronx. And speaking of the Bronx. <laughs> talk about it. Them Yankees. Them boys. Can I get a, can I get a funk flex bomb? Let me get let me get a funk flex. Let me get some bombs for my Yankees, man. Let me tell you, Joey Gallo. Talk about it. The Italian Stallion. Anthony Rizzo. He back in the lineup tonight. You heard me. 
LeMayhew, best second baseman in the league. You heard it here first. Aaron Boone, he not going nowhere. He not fucking leaving. I try to tell y'all, man, them Yankees is back, boy. What's hey, you know, up? You know who else is there? Who? John Carlos Stanton. Drop it. Drop it. Drop it. Hold up. Where, you, where we at? Oh. <laughs> yes. Yes. A.A. Ron Judge. This shit getting better. Chadwick Green. Yes. And of course, Wandy Peralta. <laughs> Yankees legend. Yankees legend. And let's not forget, last but not least, Luis Gill. <laughs> yes. Jonathan Lasagna. <laughs> even, oh, I can't even believe I'm going to say it. Even Brett Gardner. <laughs> <laughs> the New York Yankees are back, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. They are back. And not even just back. As we sit here. Because obviously, as you know, it takes us two days to edit. Yeah. So this episode is going to come out. Oh, hold on a second. Hold on. Was that the umpire wearing some fours? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, run it back. No. Nah, Play the I, tape. I wish we, could, the, I wish we had rerun on the, the TV in the, the studio. <laughs> cut the tape. I kid you not, the third base umpire had some threes on. Not sorry, some fours on. Yeah, he did. Oh, my goodness. He fly. Nah, was it? was it? Actually, no. I might be wrong. I might be wrong. Maybe we're it just might, we're just overly excited right now. I'm just, I'm just overly excited. We're just uh, just you a know. little bit. Oh but, shit! You know it's it's a great time in the Bronx right now. Yes. Yankees, as you currently sit on on this Wednesday, the 18th of August, Yankees are percentage points ahead of not only the Red Sox but also the Oakland Athletics. It tied. Tied well, with the tied, yep. tied, tied with the A's for for first in the wild card. No, not tied because they have the tiebreaker because they have the um the series season series. But oh, they yeah. still have to play. They still have to play next Oakland. Weekend. Yes. Yep, next weekend. But as it sits right now, if the season were to end right now, the Yankees would be hosting a wild card game at the stadium. This is and true. who would have thought many moons ago when they were 10 and a half games back at the beginning of July behind the Red Sox? And honestly, this is it's a great time. And it's it's weird because like the whole season's been kind of doom and gloom. It's like, yo. They've been goofy. Like, let's not be like, we can't mince words. Yankees have been acting goofy all season. Yeah. But they, it took the all-star break. They righted the ship. Winners of, I believe, was it uh, 12? Now it's some, now, some, now, some now, series. Now it's, it's 10 of the last 11 10, 10 of the last 11 series. Was it eight in a row? Eight series in a row. The last series they lost was to the Red Sox, which was the, what, the, the second series after the all-star break. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's... The, not to say the Bronx is burning or the Bronx is officially back, but it's exciting times. Baseball in late August, going into September baseball. Um, I mean, it, it's just crazy because I, I can't really pinpoint the exact thing where we figured it out because you can argue that it was a trade deadline. You could argue it was after, you know, we basically lost everybody due to COVID. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it, you really love to see that these guys are playing well. I mean, Aaron Judge has probably been probably the, the most quiet you know, peace, not necessarily quiet for us, but quiet to the rest of the league because he's just been consistently good all year. He's doing what we expect Aaron right. Judge to do. 23 homers. So you know what I'm saying? 60, 66 RBIs. Yep. And the most important thing, been healthy the majority of the year. Yeah, that, that load management, dog. I mean, say what you want, but, you know, we got to clap it up. Let's clap it up. Let's You got to clap it up for load management, bro. Because, I honestly, like, everybody was hating. Everybody's like, ah, oh, you know, and it's, you know, it's those Yankee fans. Not these Yankee fans. Those Yankee fans. Talking about, oh, he can't play every day. This, that, and the third. Oh, Aaron Judge, he's fragile. He's this, he's that. He can't stay healthy. Well, you know what? Now we give him a couple of days off, and now he's been on the field most of the year. And, you know, we've been winning games. And 
it's it's great. You know, the trades that we made, Joey Gallo was huge for us during the White Sox series. Say what you want. I mean, the Field of Dream games was kind of bullshit. I'm not going to lie. It was rigged. I, I Like, there's nothing that... There's nothing that y'all can tell me or show me that does not prove that that game was not rigged. It just it just felt too good, but it was a great game nonetheless. I, MLB did a great job with it, but you know the Yankees. Their biggest test going into last weekend was the White Sox. They beat they got they got the White Sox back after losing um, the Field of Dreams game. And yeah, man, like they're just playing good. They're just playing good baseball. Good baseball. You see the energy out there. You see Lasagna out there doing. You see Wandy out there doing it. You see Lewis Hill out here doing it. You know what I'm saying? These are dudes that in the beginning of the season we would have never thought we would have had a chance with. And here we are. I remember. I remember when they traded for Wandy too. They traded uh, Talkman very early in the season too. And I mean, I don't think Talkman's. Not to say Talkman hasn't played much because I have seen him play in San Francisco, but he's not a part of their everyday roster like yeah. that. How Wandy is in the Yankees, yeah, you know, uh, bullpen. So I mean, no, no it's it's been very very fascinating uh, to watch just the turnaround of this team because I was one. I was one of the people like in the like May, end of May. You know, late June, early July, I was like, yo, it, and honestly, I, I feel like I, I, not not to say that, you know, I, I'll be, I'll be man enough to say like, you know, I, I was wrong with the team, but like at the time, it was hard to say this is a playoff caliber team. That how they played, their base running mistakes, the in, the ineptitude of the of the bullpen, mm-hmm. the ineptitude of the starting pitching, mm-hmm. you know, the non timely hitting. There was nothing about that team that was even when they had majority. of you know, majoritively healthy lineups in. Yep. There was nothing about the team that said this is a playoff team. Yep. And but I, you know, yeah. some some acquisition at the deadline, and look, an all star break, and look, they're right back in it. All I'm saying is we're Andrew Heaney DFA away from me being completely happy with this team. And nah, that, no that, funny. It, this man is is garbage. Yeah, he's cheeks. But that's that's fine though. You know, we can't be perfect across the board. If this, if this is where we weakest at with our fifth starter when we got all of these guys coming back, I'm I, I feel like we're in a good place. Everybody's about to get healthy. Um. And most, and I, and I think the most interesting thing about the Yankees right now is this whole uh, first base situation. Now, obviously, we traded for Anthony Rizzo, and we know that he's going to be our starting ba- first baseman going forward. That that is that is a fact. But I'm not going to lie. And I was telling Justin, I was telling John over this weekend, Luke Voigt, he's he's had great hits. He's had a lot of timely and clutch hits, and that has just been over the past time that um you know when um Rizzo wasn't healthy. Because he had COVID, obviously. And Luke Voigt coming off the IL, he just coming in and putting in work. And he even said in an interview that he feels that he should he should get playing time. Not that he's demanding it, but he said, why not me? Yeah. He's, I, like he said, he's, he was top 10 in MVP voting last year during the shortened season. Yeah. Which he was. He led the, what's the majors of the AL in home runs? Yeah. Majors or AL? The majors. Majors, right? So... Last season, he was great. This season, unfortunately, he's been hurt a majority of the year. Mm-hmm. I think he has still less than 50 games under his belt. Yeah. May, he may have hit 50, but he definitely is under more than half of the games yeah. played so far this season. Yeah. Uh, no, he has a point. You know, he's been turning up. But when Rizzo was inserted in the lineup when he first got here, Rizzo was doing pretty well. And Rizzo adds an element that Luke Voigt doesn't, and that's left-handed hitting, especially at Yankee Stadium. Yeah. And the thing about it is that, like, I feel like Rizzo definitely brings brings the balance to the lineup. But at the same time, like, when it comes down to it, when we have to put our best lineup out there, like, ju- not judge, 
Voight has to be in there. He has to be DHing, and Stanton is gonna have to play the field. Otherwise, we're we're lit. I don't want to say we're shooting ourselves in the foot, but there's no there's nothing that tells me that Luke Voight shouldn't be in this lineup right now. It's an assortment of riches. Like it's yeah. it's almost like a, a case where you it's. I'm trying to think of if there was a, a another sports team that kind of had this type of luxury where you, it's where like you got too many good players. You got too many good players, right? So in the outfield, right. And even Stanton himself said it. He he prefers playing the field because he feels more engaged in mm-hmm. the game. It's better than being a DH. You know, he has better at-bats when he's in the field. So, you're right. You have Judge, uh, Stanton, and Gallo, mm-hmm. right? But you also have, have, have Guardy, which we all collectively think he doesn't really need to be in the outfield. But, the but he has been playing but well. But he has been playing well. And so, you can't yeah. really just take a hot bat out of the lineup. You know, and it is still consistent fielding. Jonathan Davis is a consistent fielder, yep. and he also adds a speed threat as well. I think Jonathan Davis, as you go down the stretch of the season, will be used more as like a pinch runner type uh, t- type beat, uh, which is not bad as well. Because if you have to pinch run for a a, a Stanton or a Gallo late in the game, yep. at least you know you're not going to lose that much yep. in fielding if the game goes into extras and et cetera, et cetera. Oh yeah, for sure. But yeah, no, it's. It's it's great. I it, it's like I said, it's an assortment of riches. Because Voight, you can't knock what he's done the last few weeks or last you know yeah last last two weeks. Yep. But I mean, you can't knock what Rizzo did when he in the first week he was here. And and that's kind of the you know like once like once you said it, man. Like it's 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 tough because you know when you have so many good talent on your team, it's going to be tough to get everybody at bats. But the but the 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 thing about being a manager is you have, you have to find a way to get those at bats in for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Thankfully, we don't have the problem of being in the National League where we have like a a Pete Alonso Dom Smith situation where you can't necessarily play both of them at the same time. But you know what I'm saying? Same thing. Um, you know, we have to figure, we have to figure out, you know, trying to get Voight in the lineup. And I think the only way to do that is, is stay and play in the field. And I mean, you know, I don't mean to reiterate it, but you know, it has, it has to happen. You know, he plays better, so much better when he's, when he's not just batting, when he's actually in the field, engaged in the game and he's not bad out there. He looks comfortable. You know, that guy, like you yeah. grew up playing that position your entire life. You know what the fuck the situation is. I was like, like the only fear with Stanton, there was never a case of, he can't play the outfield. It's a case of, all right, you just don't want him because he's had a lot of injuries. You just don't want him doing excessive, you know, work yeah. because you don't want him to, uh, he, 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 you know, strained oblique, oh, pulled hamstring because he's chasing down a fly ball. That's That was what your fear is. But if he's telling you, yo, like, that, that's what it takes for me to be out there. Like, I need to, keep, you know, be engaged and you got to do it. Oh, yeah. So you just have your, de- like like you've been saying, like your death lineup in the outfield. You have Gallo in left, Judge in center. And uh, Stanton in right. Yeah. And you got Rizzo at first, uh, Voight in the DH, and you still have around the infield uh, LeMayhew, Glaber, and, uh, Gio, and, and Gio. Then you got Stan- uh, Sanchez when he comes back. So, yeah. Oh, no, he's back tonight. He's back tonight? He's okay. Back tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, look, this. Yeah. As, as, as John Carlo gets a hit. Yeah. Uh, like we said, like this, this, this Yankees team, the lineup has a chance to be special. There are no breaks. That's that's what's really crazy about the lineup. Like, if they are completely healthy, there is no weak spot in this Yankees lineup. Yep. Because where's your weak spot? DJ LeMahieu, as much as we've killed him, he's still a threat to get on base. He still has a high on base percentage, right? Yeah. You already know what you have with Judge, Stanton, power hitters, uh, Voight, power hitter, Rizzo, power hitter, Gallo, power hitter, Glaber. 
power hitter. Odor like, always gets big. Odor, hits. if you need him to come in, right? But that's what I'm saying. It's like top to. But this is. But this is why. And this, I was arguing with somebody the other day about why the Yankees, if they get into the playoffs, because mind you. We're we're at the doorstep right now. Even though we had we technically you just passed Boston, caught Boston with that nine and a half games, whatever, cool. We're still at the doorstep because we have about forty games left in the season. You can't tell me it's impossible now that we that we don't catch Tampa. It's possible. You know what I'm not saying, saying got, it's gonna happen. You got a month. You got a month and two weeks. You yep. got all of you have. We have what a week left of August. Yeah, we got like forty games left. Yeah. So you and know the last series of the season is against Tampa at home. Yep. So if you're within three or two games. Go heading into that last series. It's very. That's all you need. You're only five, I believe five and five games at, at this current moment. Five and a half. Five, five games back. Look, all it takes is one bad series from the Somebody. Rays, one sweep from you, and you're right there. You're yep. right there. And that's and and I think you you said it. It takes one bad series, but that goes on both ends. That goes with the yes, Yankees too. Yes, easily. It, it's you know I don't expect us to con- like I expect us to consistently continue playing as well. But you know to say to continue over it's such a long span. It's tough. You know, like there's gonna definitely be maybe a bump or two along the road, but I mean, as long as we keep it at that, then I, I definitely don't believe. I, I definitely believe that we can make the playoffs and that we can be a, a solid team in the playoffs. Now the problem is, is that when we get in the playoffs, what are we gonna do? It's gonna yeah. be, it's gonna, it's gonna be tough. And I'm not gonna lie, like there's a lot. I mean, it, it's always good teams in the playoffs, but you think about it like this: the Yankees could potentially go against Boston. They could get, potentially go against Tampa. Could be the A's. Could be the White Sox. Could be the Astros. And it's kind of like the plight of, you know, the Yankees in the second half of the 2010s. We're trying to figure out what exactly is, you know, we, we get there all the time, but can we actually seal the deal? And who knows? With the way that the, our pitching staff is, is has been pitching, the way that we've been playing in close games, and I think that's the most underrated part, is that in close games, we have the best record in the league. One and two run games, we have the best record in the league. If you if you haven't told me that we're, we're, we haven't been in the playoffs this whole time, then I, I don't know what you've been watching because we've been in the playoffs since the, the first week of July, if you ask me. Yeah, as Michael K said, it don't come easy. That's the mantra with this team. It, it really doesn't. Like every Almost every game watching the Yankees is like, it's a nail-biter. It's coming down to the eighth or ninth inning. Yep. You know, it, it does not let you watch comfortably mm-hmm. like how Dodger fans watch comfortably or G- San Francisco Giant fans watch comfortably. Yeah. You know, those games are already over by, like, the sixth, seventh inning. So, mm-hmm. you know, they already know what's happening. Yankee fans is like, all right, even if you got a 4-2 lead, I've seen this story too many times. Yeah, this thing like, might be tied up in, like, two minutes. Right. Like, you're telling me, like, outside of when we played the Orioles – the last time we played the Orioles at the stadium, I can't tell you the last time we actually clapped somebody. I, I really can't. I can't. I cannot remember the last time the Yankees had a. I, I can't because there was one. The, well, the one in the the last game I remember that they were clapping somebody was the game that they lost to the Angels at the stadium when they mm-hmm. blew that eight run lead when they lit up Otani in the first inning. Yep, we recorded that day. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we, we recorded did. that we day, did. and we were in the studio. We were watching. We were just like, oh, six runs in the first inning. Ah, oh, we're back. This is the turning point. Little did we know that was just the start of a more bullshit. I until, remember uh, getting home that night, and I'm like, wait. Why why are we in extra innings? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And then boom. Yeah. But yep. it's amazing. And then now we got now we got everybody coming back. Chapman coming back. Garrett Cole just came back. Great start for him coming back. Monty is back. You know I would say Gio's getting his uh we G- got rehab games. Next in. few next few days, he yep. said. Uh yeah. Sevy. Yeah, Severino. The I'm wife not- beater. Yes. Uh Herman. So, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. Um, and you know that's just that's just kind of where we at right now. You know, it's it's a it's a good time to be a Yankees fan. It's a bad time to be a Boston fan because they're really starting to tank right now. Oh, this um, is bad. With with this, I mean, I know it's it was over a longer stretch, but with this rival, the two thousand seven Mets collapse mm-hmm. because they were. Ten and a half games over the Yankees, I think, on July 6th. Ten and a half games up, right? They were in first place. So not only did they get passed by the Rays, they've now been passed by the Yankees, a team that they were ten and a half games up on basically a month and and, and a week ago. Yep. Right? If they miss – how about this? If they miss the – compared to if they miss the players or if they're in in as the wild card – what? How would you rate this this collapse? If well, you will? this is this is really dependent on Toronto because if you really think about it, Toronto was, was on our ass. I mean, we have a little bit of breathing room. When I say a little bit, I mean like less than three games of breathing room. Hmm. Now Toronto's on Boston's ass. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's gonna be tough because you talk about a Red Sox team that was at the top of the division that they ended up giving that up to to Tampa that eventually would have given it up to us and potentially give it up to Toronto. Oh man, that's 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 historically bad. Especially because they just got Chris Sale back and who knows what's going to happen with, with with him going forward, especially because he killed the Orioles. I'm not trying to hear that. You should you should pitch well. They, they are Orioles. the worst team in baseball by a long shot. Like it's them and the Marlins, the yeah. worst teams in baseball by a long shot. It's like even though the the Red Sox just came off of a sweep of the Orioles, it's like that's what you should do. That's you what should. Every, that's what every half decent halfway decent team in the I league should the do. I think the Rays are four. I think third. And one against the Orioles this yeah. season, like bro, this is like a couple <laughs> years ago. Remember when Glaber was just killing them? Like, they, yep. <laughs> like we could not, like they could not be stopped. Like it was, a, it was, it was, it was embarrassing. But you know, all of the, all of the fire Boone, fire Cashman shit. I'm glad all of that is. I don't is, hear that no more on the radio. You, you, you don't, you don't hear that anymore. You don't hear that. You don't hear them, them, them talking about oh Boone this, Cashman that because you know what? And say what you want to say, want to say about my boy Cash, bro. Like. He even when you don't think he's working, he's working. Wani Peralta has been big for us, and that was a trade that you know we just thought that we was getting another bullshit reliever, and you know what? It ended up benefiting us. Know what I mean? So that's that on that. And if I'm being and if I'm being real, shout out Gary. Oh, oh God damn it, Odor, you slow for we're just fucking slow. He thought he probably caught it like a little. I, 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 I thought he caught it too. That's, I'm sorry for your eardrums, listeners. That's yeah. that was. Uh, I honestly thought Martinez caught that too. But hey, man, I can't. I can't really blame him because, like, that was a shallow fly to right. Yeah, it was definitely a shallow fly to right. But I. Uh... But uh. But no, yeah, no. As, as you said, like, I, I don't think the, uh, I didn't think the Wandy thing at the beginning of the season would plan out to be like this. I think, I and mean, we were here for the hundredth episode when they got um Gallo. Yeah, and was was Gallo Rizzo on, Rizzo on the same day? That was on the same. Ooh, we might have saved a little bit. Um, Gal, it happened like back to back. Oh, he was safe. Yeah, he's safe. Oh. Um, yeah, no, like I, Cashman has done has done a great job, I, and it's crazy to think even if even if the Yankees didn't make the playoffs this year, I thought it was asinine to think that Cashman would be out. Like, would I be? Would it? I would be surprised. You know, if he was out. Um, I think I think but, Cashman got this job for life, bro. I yeah. think I think I think he got like the the Phil Jackson kind of you know. He's got the Theo Epstein. I think if yeah. he, especially if he wins one, if if the Yankees get one more, yeah, oh, he's got the Theo Epstein. Like that, that is that at that point, it's just like all right, he goes wherever he wants. Like he, Theo Epstein brought a championship to Boston, multiple, right? Yep. And it was just like all right, he could do whatever he want. He went mm-hmm. to the, went to Chicago because they were just gonna pay him like literally Brinks trucks of money. Huh. He won them a ring, and he was like, you know what? 
I don't want to do this no more. I'm just going to be in the office chilling. Now, my friend gave, you know, brought this point up to me. He was like, yo, Close. how much would it take for the Mets to convince Theo to come out of, I guess, quote unquote, retirement? Isn't, I mean, more, I mean, more than enough money, honestly. I, and, you know, it, it's crazy. They got because, Cohen, you know, Cohen got money. Yeah. And it's crazy because, oh, actually, I want to speak about Steve Cohen a little bit. It, it's not really like super Mets related, but I, it's funny. To, it's funny just to bring I, up. I had some Mets points to talk about today, too. Oh, yeah. So. I mean, why not? I mean, we're, we're on we're on the subject, but it would take. I, it would definitely take a lot of money, but I don't see why you know they they like they wouldn't give it to him. But anyways, so did you see what um what uh Steve Steve Cohen said about his uh I saw the tweet. Yeah, you oh, saw, I saw the tweet. Yeah, you saw the tweet. What are your thoughts on it? Oh, actually, well, you want to tell tell the crowd what 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 I'm talking about. Uh, yeah. Basically, Unless you want me to pull it up. You well, know? no, I, I had it because I, I I quote tweeted it. Or that was literally the first tweet I saw of the morning. Like yeah. when I woke up today to go to the gym, that was the very first thing uh, I saw on my timeline. Which is kind of weird because I don't have a I don't get a lot of Mets stuff mm-hmm. on my timeline. But um, hold on, no, it was sh- not shocking to say the least. But it was very it was very concerning if you're a uh, Mets fan. So anyway, the tweet reads: uh, This was at nine oh nine a.m. Right, it's like, damn, how are you tweeting at nine oh nine like this? It's crazy. Yeah, you woke up feeling like you that. woke up feeling this this the saucy. But- anyway, the tweet is: it's hard to understand how professional hitters can be this unproductive. The best teams have a more disciplined approach. The slugging and OPS numbers don't lie. That's that's tough. I mean, but at the same time, it's like, ugh, just ah, mm. I, like I. <laughs> it's like, all right. So here's the thing: yes. if a player tweeted that, you know. It would be like it would be like all hell blew over. You know what I mean? Like if a player, a player on the team, if a player on the team says some shit like, oh, that. oh, I mean, yeah, it's just like you know, or if some, or matter of fact, let's flip the situation. If a player like that said something crazy about the ownership and management, that they might be out the door, bro. Well, it's funny you say that because what do you call it? Draymond Green. Said some kind of brazy things on the the recent KD, and we gonna get to that. And we gonna get to that. We, we, so, we, we so sure I, I think it that. is funny, like, because he he has he did say some crazy things. And I would love to see like what the ramifications of that are going to be in the coming few weeks or months. Yeah, but it's also different basketball versus baseball. This think about jam, think yeah. about how much power basketball players have in their respective sport than baseball players mm-hmm. do. Like baseball players, you could be here to, here today, going tomorrow, get released, and nobody ever think about you again. Yeah. Basketball, Draymond Green, they're not going to do that. Not to Draymond. Hey, there you go. The hometown kid, Velasquez, coming through again. Nice. Yo, nah, no funny. If I see this nigga in Dykeman, hookah's on me. Nah, bro. I really saw saw Rugi at fucking Viva Toro the other night. And I was like, yo. I was like, yo, Rugi. Nah, you texted us that. I'm like, yo, they are at the... (laughs) This was the day between the Field of Dreams and them being in Chicago. I'm like, how is he possibly there? I said, hey, Rugi. Yes, I knew he was vaxxed, my brother. (laughs) (laughs) My son Rugi was outside. Oh, outside. Now nah, that shit was that shit was that shit was great. Nah, but um, yeah. If, if a player treated something like that at upper management, like you, you would have to you would have to believe that they they would like they would either face serious repercussions or they'd be out of there. Like there's nothing that wouldn't convince me of otherwise. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, and I don't know. I, I I do think it's a little bit crazy of Steve to just out outright accuse his players of that and just to just. You know, basically called him out. Like that's kind of od. I mean, maybe it'll light a fire up their ass, but I, I I don't know. I don't know if that's the right way you go about it. You know, I mean, it was this was this is bad. Like, just you want your owner to be a fan of the team. Yes, you you want them to talk highly of the team. You you want him to be a fan like 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 you. But 
you never want them to be dissing the team like this in this like you never want this he could think this and he can bring it up to his gm his the manager the players themselves in a closed door meeting yeah. this cannot be put on twitter yeah. it can't be no nah, it can't be it cannot be because yeah. now you are publicly calling out the team right and basically saying like they're just inept you can't do that it's yeah. like just not on twitter if you want to do that in a closed door meeting and be like yo guys Y'all not coming through. Like, I'm I'm putting all this money into this thing. You know, we expected a better team. We were in first place. Now we're not. Mm-hmm. We're under 500 now. Fine. Do that. Don't do that. Don't, don't, don't put that out there on Twitter because it it makes you the bad guy. There is no way in this situation. Even though what he said is 100% correct, you he's not the good guy in this situation. He's yeah, not. Bro. And it, it, it looks even worse because the Mets have lost about 12 straight, and I think they're losing right now. Oh, they might have actually lost because there was an extra innings against the, the Giants. The Giants, which is, I mean, they're, they're in a brutal stretch right now. They have to play the Giants, Giants and Padres, the, and Dodgers. No, no, no. It, so right now they're playing the Giants the Giants and the Dodgers in, oh, they actually won. Good for them. Shout out to Kevin Pillar hitting a three-run homer. All right, good for them. So they so they broke their 12-loss 12, their, their 12 sweep. Back to 500. Yes, back to 500. Good for the Mets. Um, But, yeah, like they literally— it's Dodgers, Giants, Dodgers that they got a thirteen straight games against. That's not fair. Who the fuck wrote their schedule? Who pissed? Who who pissed? Oh my goodness! Like that? Like this, this is crazy. Like, who pissed Rob from Manfred off that bad that the Mets got thirteen straight games against the Giants and the Dodgers? Bro, fifteen games in fifteen days, and the fact that they have to go from the West Coast back to the East Coast, back to the West Coast. That, with no off days, that absolutely makes no sense. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. And I know there were Mets, there were Mets players that called it out as well. It was like, I think Syndergaard did that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's been rough for the Mets. He said the league is out to get us. Basically. But, you know, speaking, keeping with the Mets, I know they lost the, f- I don't know if it was the first game of the series, but whatever the game Strowman pitched uh, yeah. the other night, yeah. pitched seven innings, 114 pitches, I think the most. Nah, 104, 104 three-run 100, runs. 104 pitches. 104 pitches, three-run yeah, runs. Three-run runs, right? Uh, Through seven innings, which is a quality start. That's, that is more a, than, that's, that's great. more than a quality start. That's great. And I, like, nah. This dude on, on Newsday wrote, it was like, Marcus Strowman last night, uh, seven innings, 104 pitches, three-run runs, Nine retweets um, and something else uh, Twitter related within 25 minutes of the game ending. No, but did you see um, what's it called? Did you see? Did you see the um, his interaction with the media after? Basically, he was saying like they were asking him questions, and he kind of was just being deflective a lot. But I think it's because, bro, I I I think it's. <sighs> I, I, I tweeted this out earlier today, but I was like, I feel like there's a lot of white people in media that have no business doing the job that they do because they don't know how to interact with athletes, specifically black athletes. And mm-hmm. I think it's the distrust that it's articles like that. When you have a headline, th- like the main part of this part of the story was how the Mets fell below 500 and the ineptitude of the offense that night. Yeah. But if your headline is focusing on Marcus Stroman because he's tweeting after a game. Yeah. Are you kidding me? That that's what makes players not trust the media, not want to give you guys give people answers. And this is why Kyrie has his problems with the media. This is why Naomi Osaka has her problems with the media. It's, it's just like it, I, it's like we at, they ask us these questions in terms of like why don't they want to talk to us? Why don't they want to you know get to know? Why don't why don't they? Maybe because you guys are on some bullshit every time. Like, is there any need to? You could talk about the Mets ineptitude, right? Mm-hmm. There, the reason they lost is not because of Mark Sherman. Mark Sherman gave you seven innings, three earned runs. Pete Alonso 
hit a two-run homer in that game. The Mets lost three to two. Okay, where are the other guys on the line, on the roster? Why aren't you calling them out, right? So because Strowman retweeted highlights of himself, which I don't know if you saw the play where he came off the mound and threw a laser oh, to yeah. first. Oh, I was watching it live. Yeah. yeah. That off was a, a phenomenal. Off, off, of a, off of a bunt. I yes. can tell you 90% of the pitchers in the league are not making that I'd play. Say 90, I'd say 95. I'm going to tell you this. Wandy Peralta made that play, though. <laughs> ah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> but, like, bro, like, so he's not allowed to, you know, Go back, shower off that win. Uh, not, sorry, sorry, not the win. Shower off that game, right? Decompress, and then, dang, I, I kind of made a good play. You know, yep. I, you can't revel in that. He has to be, but that's what, I think that's the problem with you know fans and some media people is they expect athletes to live each game, game by basically yes, each game, game by game. Yep. So if you lose, you have to be as upset about that loss as I am the fan because this is the only thing that matters in the present moment. It's just, it's just kind of like a fucked up schematic. I don't think that athletes in general should be held hostage to media after post games. It's like, damn, like if, it, if a nigga don't want to talk, you know, and he just lost a game, then, you know, the nigga don't want to talk. Like, they're they're on a 12-game losing streak, and, you know, he just pitched a really good game. Like, say what you want. Seven innings, three earned runs, nine strikeouts, and two walks is a really good game. That and, is phenomenal. Like, that's a, that's a really good game. And the the fact the fact of the matter being that, you know, he's a little bit combative during um, the postgame and that he doesn't want to talk, it's just, y'all got to stop. Like, at what, point, at what point do y'all give it up? And, like, it, and, it, and it sucks because a lot of times, like, the media basically wants you to, to 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 praise them because, you know, they're the one that's writing the articles about you. Those are the ones that, you know, if you're trying to get into the Hall of Fame, those are the people that's voting for you, which is even a more fucked up, you know, kind of uh, situation. So I don't know. Yeah. I, the problem with media, right, and I, I can tell this as someone who's been on the that side of it, at you know, in post games before and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Look, it's you come in there with an agenda, right? And let that, that that's just how media works. So if I go into a game or stuff, I have an agenda of like, I want to write about this particular thing or this thing like I think about the team, right? And I go into that and I'm going to ask a specific question that's going to fit my narrative so I can write that story. Well, sorry, but some athletes are smart and can figure out that you're trying to get something and create a story that really isn't there or you're trying to make a bigger deal out of something that, you know, shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Look, if, if if that's what you want to, if that's where you want to go, fine. But you have to also accept the repercussions of athletes not wanting to talk to you because they don't owe you stuff. And I think that's the problem when it comes to some media members is like they feel like, oh, I cover the team, all right, for this <laughs> publication, so they owe me their time, they owe me this. Bullshit, it's like, nigga. No, it's, it's like nothing, it's nothing but bullshit. And that's just you know we shouldn't not. Well, I guess we could say we because you know we do this, but we we shouldn't feel so entitled as media. Like these people are actually people, and that goes for. Everybody that goes for Simone Biles, that goes for Osaka, that goes for Kyrie, that goes for all of these athletes that don't want to talk after after it's, it's okay, and we should just accept that. It shouldn't be fines. It shouldn't be and shout out and shout out to niggas like Marshawn Lynch. He said he straight up said, "Yo, I'm here so I don't get fined." Fuck it, like, and that's just that should that right there should tell you how fucked up it is that they got to talk to media after wins, after losses, whatever it may be. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. To me, it just don't make no sense, but what really does? That shit is hilarious. It should be hilarious. It's literally 15, 20 minutes after a game. You lose, right? Like, let's say off a buzzer beater. Oh, what are your uh, what are your emotions? What are you feeling after a loss like, like that? The, Nigga, um, what? Like, it's like the, um, remember the Baylor and Yale game? The dude that after the game was like, what, like how did y'all let them out-rebound y'all or some shit? Oh, with Torian Prince, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, all right, so they go up. The ball goes up. You grab it with two hands, come down. That's a rebound. 
they got more than like yeah it's like media members ask absolutely stupid questions and to just to try and get a reaction out of you just to get a reaction and it's and it sucks and the problem is, is like a lot of the media members are not people of color so it also makes the athletes that are people of color you know predominantly black hesitant or skeptical to really divulge a lot of information mm-hmm. you know so I don't know. It is what it is, but media members got to do better. Unfortunately for the Mets, they have to do better too. I mean, they're still in it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, only I mean, yeah, yeah. what two and a half, three games out. I it's mean, possible yeah. the Phillies are kind of shaky as well. Yeah, but the Braves have won twelve of their last yeah, fourteen, so that's let's say the Braves. I think that, have the fourth uh, best record since I think the All Star break. I think I think it's yeah, it's them and like uh, oh, nice Rizzo, good job. Good I believe job. yeah, it's Yankees have the best, and it's the Giants. And someone else. Oh, the Brewers. Brewers are also up there. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, so. Yeah, this man is having a rough inning. I'm telling you, man. Rizzo, Rizzo, look at that. Rizzo. It's like, how do, you te- how do you keep Rizzo out of the lineup? Yeah. You yeah, can't. That's what I'm saying. You <laughs> can't, man. Another RBI. Two RBIs right there. Yeah. It's, so. That's, that's tough. That's tough. We getting this man out of here. I would really love to sweep Boston right now. I, I Like, honestly, there'd be nothing. Us being, I think it was with three and ten against Boston this year, or six and ten against Boston. Us, if we sweep Boston, I'll be more, I'll be so happy. Dang, nice. Barely. Just just dinked it. Just Man, Bobby Dahlback. Uh, I think he'd be killing me in MLB the show. <laughs> Holy shit. It's like, yeah, man. He tried to get in front of that. That bro don't be hitting home runs against nobody except for me. Ah oh, <laughs> boy. But that it is what it is for that. But you know what also is kind of stupid? Um these new I don't know if you've seen these new taunting uh rules. Oh my goodness. For the NFL. The no fun league. No, we're Bro. not no 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 no. Say say its name. Say its name. No fun league. No fun league. The no fun league. It's just like when you don't think it can get any worse with the NFL, Roger Goodell is like, hot, I got one for you. I don't know what just fell. Which about which pop was it? It was somebody's pop. Oh, it was Luca. It don't even matter because oh, John, John even here. Yeah, yeah, it's ah! yeah, yeah. It's John shit. I don't give a fuck about it. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga is crazy. <laughs> yeah, man. But the no fun league is once again at it, and I just don't. Roger Goodell, man, you got to do better. Taunting is part of the game. Like, I, I think what re- what really was going down. You remember the whole Tyreek Hill and uh, Carl- Carlton Davis situation. Oh, uh, what when he what, when uh when he went like what was it oh, Carlton Davis or somebody what, else? on the on the uh on the Buccaneers yeah when they, the regular season game yeah the Chiefs in the Buccaneers joint and then in the uh, and then when they ran it back and then Carlton Davis caught that that interception then he uh, he did the piece on I think that was that's that's you think what, it was that or I thought it, I think it was also because when the uh, remember in the regular season when the uh, Titans were like practicing I guess on the Ravens logo and then during the playoffs yeah uh, the Ravens caught that like turnover or whatever late. And then they were just all on the uh, logo. It just takes away from the game. Like, just think about some of the craziest moments we've seen. We've seen in sports. Like, you want to talk about taunting? Talk about To running to the middle of the the middle of the tech, the 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 Dallas Cowboys star fucking doing that shit. Then Emmitt Smith did that shit. Then To ran it back, and then them niggas get to a fight at midfield, bro. Bro, fight, and it's like I have never heard anybody have an actual legit reason why taunting shouldn't be in in uh, the NFL. There is, because there is none. There is no legit reason why. Because, oh, for the sake of the game, the integrity of the game, like, fuck the integrity of the game. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Are you kidding me? So you mean to tell me that integrity, there's no fun in integrity? That, the people that don't like taunting are the people that can't do it. You, I know you can't. You're not athletic enough to do, to be better than somebody else. So, you're going to go by the guise of integrity. Yeah. 
That's, that's, that's really what it is. And it feels very, I just I didn't want to get in your soapbox of race, but it feels very, very anti-black, you know, mm. when you're doing all these things to curb, uh, what do you call it? When you're doing the curb taunting and celebrating, it's like, all right, who are the, the majority league is what? Black, right? The majority of the skill play, position players are what? Black. The majority of people that score touchdowns are what? Black. Who's <laughs> celebrating? Black players. It doesn't mean that white players can't do it because we've seen Josh Allen be getting swaggy when he scores touchdowns. I've seen Adam Thielen cut a move, yeah. you know, but the majority of the people that you're trying to go after is black people because you don't want any type of personality, no characteristics because who is taunting hurting? Who? Like, seriously, you really think kids, it's going to affect kids? Kids do that all the time. That's all you do on the playground. Yeah. I score touchdown on you. I'm gonna do a dance, or I catch, I march you, bro. I'm gonna let you know about it. Like it's just part of the game. It's, it's part like, of the game. Like, saying, like I, I just don't feel comfortable knowing that. Like if my team, which is gonna sh- probably struggle to score a touchdown this year, for whatever one one touchdown I get every three games, they can't celebrate because what? Like it just doesn't make any bro, sense. Scoring to me. a touchdown has got to be one of the hardest things to do in sports. I think I still think hitting a baseball is the hardest thing to do in sports. I, I but scoring a touchdown, there are 11 huge people, 250 plus pounds, trying to stop you. And you score. I, I'm sorry, but you have the right. Or you catch a ball over somebody. Like, or even the best example, the uh, the Colts game. I don't know. Did you see the video of the dude, uh, the running back in the Colts, that first preseason game? Oh, yeah, where yeah, he's dra- yeah, yeah, He literally drags, like, five defenders, like, 10 yards, gets up, shows a little bit of emotion, flag. Like, bro, what? It just it just takes away, like, the intensity of the game. It's, like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I just don't see how, like, imagine in baseball, like, somebody hits a walk-off home run and, like, they get, pe- they, like, they, they take the home run back because they bat-flipped it. Or some stupid shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, I I just don't understand that. It's you- confusing because, like, if you had a walk off home run, right? So, like, then by the lo- <laughs> by your logic, the teammates should not be crowding home plate, yeah. right, to celebrate with you. Right. They should still be in the dugout, and you should just go around the bases with your head down, and then that that's it. The game's over. Yeah. But that that's it because if you really want to go there, then let's go there. If I you want to take out, know. if you want to take out celebrating in general, let's do that. I just want to know whose agenda are we really trying to promote? Because I don't, I, I don't understand. I don't understand who this is hurting. If anything, this is gonna take away from the personality of people of, of of these players. You know, a lot of the times, football players, you don't know what they look like. You know, unless you play fantasy football like me, and I know what everybody looks like. Yeah. But, <laughs> but honestly, it's like you taking away from the. You know, the likeness of the person, you know, the personality of the person. You know what I'm saying? Like, are you telling me if fucking Justin Jefferson scores a touchdown and he can't gritty? Like, what the fuck? Like, that's his signature shit. But you see who's making these rules, right? So, like, John Mara was asked about it. I know he kind of made some some waves the other day when yeah. he made his comments. He was like, oh, yeah, because he's on the competition committee. And he's like, yeah, that's just something we, we you know, we're all kind of sick of. Who's sick of it? Ask yourselves, who are the ones that are really sick of the t- players taunting? Because it's not the players, and it damn sure isn't the fans, at least not yeah. the MAGA fans. You know, the majority of people like seeing the players celebrate, like showing emotion, yep. right? Like, nobody had a problem with, technically speaking, Aaron Rodgers, remember the discount double check? Nobody. The championship belt? Nobody had a problem with that. The Lambo Leap is technically showboating and technically taunting. Nobody has a problem with that, right? Yeah, but now because what the dances are a little bit more intricate, people are showing a little bit more emotion. Now it's a problem. Like what? Like seriously, Once what it, is so yep. bad about a guy? If I catch a pass over you, right, thirty yard out, I catch a ball over you, march you, boom. I look down at you. 
for like two seconds. What's wrong with that? Or me doing a quick little one of these. Or I flex. Or exactly. I flex on you. What's wrong with it? If you can legitimately tell me what's wrong with that, then fine. I'll listen. But if all you're going to say is, oh, show some class, integrity, bro, please, please, please shut the hell it's up. It's like they wasn't saying that when Tim Tebow was doing his Tebow and shit. Bro, exactly. So Tebow can Tebow, right? Oh, but it's but it's not, it's, it's not offending anybody. Neither is somebody flexing. He, what? Oh, you, you, now you care about people's feelings? He's a grown ass man. He's a grown ass man that got boss that got mossed by another grown ass man. All right, he doesn't need you caping for him because he got his feelings hurt. It's part of football. All right, guys get trucked, guys get tackled all the time. Yeah, like I, I don't know, man. It's just, it's just if dudes are out there trying to have fun, these dudes are playing this game their whole life, their whole livelihood. You know what I'm saying? Football. Anybody that play as play football, they know it's you go hard or go home. It's a lot of shit talking. It's a lot of. You know, it's a lot of it's a, a lot of it's a, a a lot of machismo shit that goes on in that fucking gridiron, bro. So the fact of the matter that I don't want to and I don't want to sound too much like you know a manly man here, but like you, I'm li- a man. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I am. <laughs> but it's like it just takes away it takes away from the game. Like you letting you not letting niggas be niggas. Like I, I don't understand. No, that's exactly it, Miles. That you hit the nail. <laughs> Exactly. They don't want niggas to be niggas. They want it to be just like it was back in the 1960s and 70s. You score a touchdown, you hand the ball to the ref, that's it. That's yeah. it. Just bring back the Leatherheads too. I might as, yeah, you might as well. Get, yeah, for all of that. Bro, the amount of money that, you know, I'm telling you, they're going to miss out on so much money by doing this. But then again, And it's going to cost, first of all, it's going to cost a team a game. And that's going to be bad. There will be a ref that 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 throws a flag for taunting that totally wipes. It was at 15 yards. It'll totally wipe out a big game, right? Maybe push them out of field goal range. Now they lose the game. Playoff implications. Like, God forbid this happens in the playoffs. Oh, man. God forbid yeah, nah, a no taunting funny. penalty costs a team a, a game in the playoffs. Oh, my gosh. You thought Roger Goodell was on the shit list before? Yep. Yeah. Whew. It's going to be Tony Carrenti. I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> that nigga be rigging shit. <laughs> Tony Carrenti. <laughs> Tony, Tony I'm telling you, it's going it's, it's to be one of those guys. And then you have, uh, what's, his, what's his name in the booth reviewing the, 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 um, the, the fucking celebration? Like, oh, yeah, well, you know, he... Uh, he oh, which, it, which one? The dude from Fox or the dude from CBS? Nah, the dude from Fox. Uh, oh, I, I know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> Damn, I'm blanking on it. Nah, right this now. is just you know what this reminds me of. This reminds me of the P and Kill skit. Remember when they when um when they was fucking doing this? Matt knows what I'm talking well, about. That's what they were. Ju- that was what they were making fun of. Yeah, because yep. literally <laughs> it was the dude doing the uh, two pumps, two pumps. <laughs> oh, third pump third flag. Pump, third pump flag. That's it. That's it, bro. It's 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 literally amazing, man. I can't I, I can't believe it. But I mean, what are we gonna do? What are we What are we gonna do? Because you know you know you know what we are going to do. Is continue to watch football. <laughs> God, I tell you that yeah, much. Yeah, I'm about to say I can't. Like I, I'm sorry, but I remember when everybody was boycott was saying they were gonna boycott the NFL when the Cole Kaepernick situation was going down. Nigga I was like, like <sighs> nigga was like, who, who boycotting the NFL? I was like, ah, like, I, I love this shit too much. <laughs> I know I'm, I'm, I'm a bad soldier. I know I'm a traitor to the black community, but like, it's just football, bro. Like, nah, but that's I, I put too much time and investment into this throughout my life yeah, to just I mean, give it up because one nigga's getting blackballed, like. I mean, yeah, it's 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 the plight, man. It's the plight. It's 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 more so annoying just because that whole cabinet situation. This is like, damn, like niggas, re- like there's a lot of niggas that's like, yeah, we really boycotted the NFL. I'm just like, ah, yeah, my my fantasy draft was yesterday. Guys. I about to say, like, uh, Jets, <laughs> Jets, 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 Jets opened up on the road. I don't know about that. Yeah, I'll man. see y'all at one p.m. <laughs> yeah, man, I don't know. Nah, I don't know. Nah, speaking of footballs. 
you know, first, of first, first week. Did you watch the first uh, preseason uh, Giants? Uh, yeah, Jets I watched it. I, I couldn't believe that the Jets offense, you know, c- those first couple of drives couldn't do anything against the Giants third string defense. I was a little bit, uh, I was a little bit enamored by that. Wow. I was a little bit like. This is what we're doing? Nah, I mean, this is what we're doing. I mean, come on. There was nobody on the Giants really Bro, playing. You know, it's the first you... preseason game. We had people. We had starters I out know, too. I know. But I saw Makai out there. I saw Zach Wilson out there. He he had a couple throws. Uh, I was like, it's, so it was a six, 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 six something yards. I think six of nine. I'm something like that. Yeah, six seven call, yards. Call, you know. shit, call shit. I'm waiting to see. I'm waiting for Elijah Moore to get back. I know he's hurt. Mm. I, I, yeah. I, I, I know he's hurt. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see a lot of them. Listen, don't get me wrong. I'm a diehard Giants fan, but I don't hate the Jets. It's the same thing with the Mets. I don't. I'm a diehard Yankee fan. I don't hate the Mets. Yeah, I don't get Yankee fans that hate the Mets because one, they're not even in the same. Yeah, they're not. I mean, I get the proximity, but they're not in the same league as you. Yeah, bro. Literally, like I, I, I don't know. It's, it's weird. Yeah, nah, definitely. It, it for sure is weird. Like, I don't hate the Giants. Like I was, it was a weird those two Super Bowls were Giants Patriots. It was weird, but it felt I could stomach the Giants winning more than I could the Patriots because the Patriots were in, you know, they're in the AFC East. Yeah, like I'll never root for the Red Sox to win. I'll I'll yeah. root for whoever else. You know, yeah, like if it's the Phillies, I have no problems with the Phillies, even though you know New York Philly has that rivalry, you know, with uh, basketball and uh, basketball football and. And yeah, hockey, but it's like if you're a Yankees fan, it's like you see that, like when the like when the Phillies won the World Series in 08, like I wasn't really thinking about. Yeah, it was like all right, well they beat and they beat the Rays, which was a division rival. So yeah. it's like all right, yeah, whatever. That ass they did. Like, wow. when they, like when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, yeah. it was great because they beat the Patriots. Like nah. I was like, oh hell yeah. Well, but see, that's the only th- see, and that's where it gets a little bit different because it's just like all right, see, because you, they, you, yeah, you, yeah. I'm the Jets fan, right. you know. So it, it was just you know, but it was just like honestly, a Giants fan watching that Super Bowl really doesn't care because we already beat the Patriots, so we really got no beef with the Patriots. This is like all right, you don't want the Eagles to win, but you know, yeah. And there's the Giants fans that hate Tom Brady, so it's just like ah, uh, yeah. No, no, know. yeah, it's. Yeah, it's the the the, uh, the dichotomy between uh, of being a New York sports fan is funny, just depending on what team you root for. Yeah, you know, yeah. whether it's you know, like I pers- like I personally don't care that much about like the Lakers or the Bulls, but I feel like older Knicks fans probably would be just because yeah. you know they have those that those rivalries. And I feel like now because the Nets are in New York, you know, a lot of uh, old Knicks fans are like, ah, oh, the the Nets, like these guys, like who the hell are these guys? We're the, we're the guys from Jersey, yeah. from that swamp in uh, yeah. East Rutherford. Yeah, and it's yeah, funny buddy. that it's funny that the Nets come up in conversation because you know there was a nice little interview that went on with uh with uh, a Nets player that some of y'all may know. You know, yeah, uh, he referred to by Draymond Green as K, but uh yeah, Kevin Durant and Draymond Green they uh they broke shit loose. You know, on an interview a couple days actually no not a couple days ago it dropped today dropped today yeah but for y'all a couple days ago. Yeah. When y'all, by the time y'all hear it, let's say, look at Miles with that tr- beautiful transition. Oh you know, my goodness! I, I, you know, there was the one day that y'all was in here, y'all was trashing me. So now I gotta be, I gotta, <laughs> I got, I gotta, I gotta be on top of it now. You know what I'm saying? I gotta take these opportunities when I can. Uh, I was say, Miles is looking like us at M- at McGonagall in transition, man. I was- <laughs> Actually, yeah, actually, 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 oh my goodness. I, I try. I, I really do. I really do. John would have been proud of me. John's going to listen back. He's going to be like, ah. Yeah. 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 We, may, we make it easy. Let's see. Look at that. I know we joked about making it hard on him last week, but yes. we actually, I feel like we've made it easy on him. Like, I don't know if there's any cuts. 
Yeah. So far. Maybe. I mean, there might be a little something, you know. I, I did scream in y'all ears before, but, it, you know, whether y'all hear that or not is up to John when he edits. But that's a I'm whole other conversation. Miles about to, play, about, about to say a six-letter word just to mess it everything up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and that six-letter word is Corona. Brought to you by Snoop Dogg and uh, Bad Bunny. Nah. Oh, boy. But no, nah, no funny shit. So, yeah, uh, Katie and Draymond, they had their, their little interview, and I... Yeah. It, I didn't catch all of it, so I'm not going to lie. So Justin probably mm. going to do most, most of the talking on this, but from what I did see, it was pretty interesting. Oh, yeah, no, it was. Uh, only like 25 minutes. Uh, this was the second time they've really had something like this. I remember on that podcast that uh, Katie does uh, with, I'm forgetting, the, I'm forgetting the guy's name, but I follow him on Twitter too. Uh, the OT, I think it's like OTC podcast or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they had they had that during a... I think it was you know, a few months ago, like, you know, height of the pandemic. Uh, I mean, like March or something like that. So some of the stuff in this interview was like what was in that past podcast, but still, mm-hmm. it was it was there was some new stuff in there, and it was pretty good. And honestly, what I took from it is, K and if anybody thinks that Katie and Draymond like hate each other, that couldn't be further from the truth. Definitely, um, the fight that they had in the Clippers game was not the reason uh, that KD left. Apparently, it was how the Warriors brass handled the fight mm-hmm. was why. Uh, because he said, like, you know, fights, fights and shit happen all the time. Like, right. I mean, I was like, like, Miles, you know, like, as, as you know, as an athlete, yeah. uh, you fight with your teammates before you've had scuffles, you know, not scuffles, but, you know, just like arguments and shit. But you hash it out. Yeah. They apparently the Warriors brass and coaches and GMs thought it was a bigger deal than it really was. And I guess that's the disconnect between front office and player and which was interesting because Steve Kerr was one of the culprits of that and mm-hmm. Steve Kerr being a guy on the you know those Bulls teams you know mm-hmm. you know all, all the all the shenanigans they did you know he would know that sometimes infighting is good but yeah no I thought it was I thought it was a pretty good insightful you know you got some uh insight of the you know why KD is KD who he is right. what what drives him you know so I thought uh, I thought overall it was pretty good yeah, uh, I, it's definitely something that I plan that I plan on tuning in. I was actually gonna do it on the way here, but then I got distracted with the dumbness that is sports talk radio in New York. Oh yeah, yeah. But um, the one thing that I did that I did hear that was a little bit interesting, and I saw it on on a uh, Bleacher Report. They was talking about Katie and family, which is just like where all right, where the Vin Diesel? Of course, I got a shout out Vin Diesel every time. Yo, yo, we got, <laughs> we, we got, we got, we got, we got, we got, we got clap it off for family. We got, we got clap it off for family. Where did John? Gotta clap it up, family. Uh, all right. Um, <laughs> no, nah, but real, not nah, but real shit though. Like it was talking about Katie and family. I, I don't know. Like, how did that come up what? during? the during, oh, the question. Yeah, how did that come up during the interview? Uh, I forget how, but I just remember it was Draymond just asking, like, all right, so like you're thirty two. He was like, he was like, you're thirty two. You know, no kids. Um, do you ever? Th- I think it was just on the course of like, do you, do you plan on having kids or are you just like not? And, and Katie said, if if it's in the cards, it'll happen. I know the jokes are like Katie doesn't care about nothing but which honestly is crazy because he kind of confirmed that he deadass does not care about anything but ball. Like he said, yeah, I just I'm fo- I'm too focused on ball right now because in the off when one season ends, the off season comes and I'm still in the gym. Yeah, so I'm like, hey man, you know you know who reminds me of Katie a little bit just based off of like that little bit that I saw James. J- yeah. If y'all don't, if y'all don't know my man James, my man James, that is, that is a hoops his life, ball his life ass nigga, bro. Like he he be he be in it. But yeah, like James, I don't know. and a crazy thing, I feel like James might actually know. Aside aside from John, James might have a kid before any of us. Might 
<laughs> I wouldn't be so I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I genuinely wouldn't wouldn't be surprised. But yeah, no funny shit. You know, it's just it, it it's just it's kind of like once again going full circle on the whole media thing. It, it just gives you that. It's kind of a false perspective sometimes because, you know, the whole media had us thinking that, ah, Draymond and KD weren't good, this, that, and the third. Meanwhile, these niggas probably was probably Kiki and Ha Han in the background like, yo, like, y'all niggas are really dumb if y'all think that. Yeah. Just because we had this one little bitty fight on a, on a, um, you know, on a court that we not, that we not good. Know what I mean? So. Yeah, that's just basically how it went. And so he said, like, yeah, they, they would have three-peated with um you know if he didn't get hurt but he was it wasn't Draymond that forced him out or any like the whole like oh is it Steph's team is it K's team like it was just how the front office handled it was kind of how like behind closed doors because even Draymond in the interview said like yeah they brought him after the fight they brought him into the office it was Steve Lakeham and Steve Kerr I mean sorry uh was I believe it's Joe Lakeham mm-hmm um, and like Steve yeah, Kerr. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they brought him in for like an hour and like 45 minutes and was like, yo, you, you got to apologize to to KD. And Dre was like, why I got to why I got to do that? Like, <laughs> it's, it's not that big a deal. Like, right. we're just going to hash this shit out. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so it was like them like incessantly pressing him to apologize, which kind of was like kind of made that like kind of rift which is fun like that's so that's why like bringing it back to like how we were talking like with steve cohen airing the dirty not dirty laundry but like calling out the team on social media was like yo like you can only do so much to push like certain players and steve like steve what's in steve cohen's case yo like not to say you're gonna alienate the locker room because like you're the owner like obviously like you're in a different section than the the players but Yo, things you you do and say affect the players and affect how they view you, affect how if they want to resign. And look, Katie and Draymond said it. The front office fucked it up. They yeah. could have won. I, they probably could have won five five NBA titles in a row. Yeah, I mean, of course, this is just the nonsense. I I I like I I heard that part of it. I heard they were talking about that on the radio, and maybe I have to listen to it to get better context. But just off of how it looks, it's like, come on, y'all. Y'all got to have some more accountability than that. Like, if y'all are grown-ass men at the end of the day and y'all are really sitting trying to figure figure out how to win and do do all this shit, like, why why are we blaming the front office? Why are we blaming Steve Kerr? Why are we blame, blaming the general manager? Oh, no, it, was, it wasn't the case. It was the case of him resigning. Right. Because remember, he had the, the two years, then he had the, the player option. Right, right, right. So he, I think in his mind, he just felt, yo, like, I thought, it was all about communication, but you're kind of going behind my back and trying to have Draymond do all this other stuff where it's not that serious. So how can I really trust you? Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, well then I might as well just yeah, you but know, you head know, out. But you know why they did that? Why why they made Draymond apologize or why they reached out to Draymond to apologize? Because no, I, they, I, I I I get it, yeah. but at the same time, it's like you you got to let grown men just handle their, their shit. Like, it's not like this is the first, it's not the first fight any of these niggas have ever had. Yeah. I, I, I guess maybe, and maybe it was an overreaction out of, out of them to react. I think like it that. wasn't, I think it was a little bit of an overreaction. I think, you know, it's obviously nobody knows how, how each, you know, how Draymond and Katie were feeling aside at the time, aside from them. I, and I guess front, you know, management can only go off of like what they're seeing, mm-hmm. but you know, it's one of those things where maybe just maybe just it was good that it happened, you know, just for the course of the NBA, you know, it, it's a cycle of Katie and 
Golden State, maybe it was supposed to happen where he just leaves. You yeah. know, who knows? But oh, for sure. I mean, and uh, honestly, probably better for the league anyway. Like, <laughs> like if we're being all, all serious, like of of course Clay and and I'm getting hurt again, but. Just the fact that imagine going into this this upcoming season with the that that Warriors team from 2017 like still intact. It, 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 <laughs> it, it, it still wouldn't have been fair. Like it, it still wouldn't have been fair. Like you can even make the argument that um, you have the Warriors team going into this season and it's still not fair. You know, with 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 Clay about to get healthy, Steph, and then you got Draymond. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know. Um, but you know. Yeah, that that whole that whole Katie Draymond thing. I'm glad they really put it to bed in the interview. So now everybody who is interested enough to know the story actually can, you know, refer to that versus referring to the media that will tell you that yeah, they're not good because of this. Yeah, or you know, they that this is the exact moment in Golden State where it went wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah, which is why I think it's it's just another example of why players don't trust the media because it's like how how many times did we hear that Draymond and Katie just hated each other? And mind you, they're and me- meanwhile they're just like, yo, we we, we bangs with each other. Like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. we're, we're still cool. Like, <laughs> like the media will have <laughs> the media will have you believing literally what the fuck ever, which yep. is you know that's just is it. But I, yeah, and I remember I, that they addressed um, you know Kyrie for like a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, saying like, oh, like you know, people don't people hate him because he left Cleveland and left you know Boston, which I think is like. Honestly, you know, I I know it may sound a little biased because I'm a Nets fan, but I mean, has Kyrie done in his career? Has he done or said anything that you're like, yo, that's he's a bad guy? Yeah. Honestly, I to be honest, outside of the whole flat Earth thing, which is like, all right, whatever, he said something crazy, fine. Say crazy shit. Like niggas say crazy shit all the time, right? But like inherently, has he done anything that's warranted the amount of hate that he gets from? There are media members. And you could say, oh, he said that he called the uh, media pawns. Well, look how how many years the media was killing this guy. Yep. Like, look how many years the media was killing this guy. So then he, bat- he, he lashes back and now he's a bad guy. Like, come on. It's just like, what do you want niggas to do? Like, at, like at some, at what point? Like, it's what, 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 one, one more time, bro. One more time for the niggas in the back. Are you not entertained? No, that's the problem. Are you not entertained? No. That- Is this not why we are here? That's the problem. That 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 that's what athletes are, just to people, and they're just entertainment. That's it. You know, that, that's all people care about. It's it's why you know people, you know, people have their views of the mouse of the palace and stuff like. Oh, these sport, these athletes have to. No matter what p- fans and stuff say. All right, so where's where where's the accountability of the fans? Speaking where's of, the accountability of the media? Speaking of mouse and palace, do you see? Do you see the the, the documentary on Netflix? Yeah, though we talked about it last week. Oh, you did. Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah, we did. I didn't think. I mean, like I said, I thought that you got you got just as much information out of the Ron or Test documentary yeah, as you did in the Mouse yeah. of the Palace. Um, all you really kind of did in this in the Mouse of the Palace documentary on Netflix was yeah. just get a little bit more camera angles and like maybe one extra interview. But <laughs> camera angles is jokes. Like that, that's, that's literally it. Like they <laughs> like said, you get the broadcast. Camera like because everything else before that I was like, all right, I already knew this stuff. Like they even in the 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 interview they had they it was uh, Ron Artest saying like to Stephen Jackson yo are you gonna get in trouble and I was like damn I already knew that shit I know this shit for like two years yeah yeah uh, but but yeah no it's uh, it was it, it I thought I thought it was good you know twenty five like I said twenty five minutes wasn't too long they got right to the point I'm assuming it was kind of like how we do our podcast where it's like way longer than that but they just Definitely. edited it down they just but, edited it down to twenty five minutes just to keep the people entertained that's like about you know that's a that's a shop episode yeah 
Oh, no, yeah, basically. I I love the shop episodes, too. I love the shop. I swear to God, I watch the shop all damn day. No it's, funny. Just, it's always just weird when they have the shop and and Bron's not there. Yeah, that's what like, that, that's God. what happened with um when uh when Brady came when Brady and that's why I, I was so confused. I'm like, how y'all gonna have this shop when Tom Brady is here and LeBron's not here? Well, I remember they had the one shop also where it was Tiffany Haddish, um, it was Tiffany Haddish, uh, Roddy Rich, mm-hmm. and who th- else? Was it? Is that the most recent one? I don't think. No, this was I think a year year or so ago. Huh. Because it wasn't in the original, it wasn't in like the the usual shop location. It was mm. in like a different barber shop. Uh, I forget. There was some other actor. Oh, I think Kevin Hart was there too. Oh, oh, the one with Kevin Hart. Yeah, LeBron definitely wasn't there. I remember that one now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's always weird when when Bron's not there because like, damn, like I know these are are good episodes and stuff, but like, kind of came to see like here 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 Bron. I mean, like it, you, know? you know, you know what it is. Like honestly, I think because LeBron is a curator of it. If yeah, he, I, I'm not really. I'm not really super pressed to see LeBron on it. It's more about the guests for me because you're get you're getting like some of the most candid interviews with some of the greatest people ever. Mm. Like me sitting there watching a Tom Brady interview that and this is where media can be good. Mm. This is yes. where we this is where we can and this is why like I I tell people all the time like when it comes to black owned media it's a completely different ball game than it is with like you know the ESPN's the ABC's like that kind of stuff. Because it's a much more candid view of life, you know. We got, we like, they had Brady on there, which I, I feel like I've never actually sat and watched a Tom Brady interview prior to that. They had Jay Z on there, you know. Uh, what yeah. I'm saying? That, and the Jay Z one was with the that was the, uh, that, the Bad Bunny. That was one right? with Bad Bunny. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I never heard Bad Bunny talk except for the uh, Corona commercials. Yeah, I had never heard Bad Bunny talk before. Yeah, no funny shit. That's that's what I'm saying. Like you're not you're not gonna find that anywhere else. Like where. Like, if anybody could find a Jay-Z interview that's just, you know, this nigga is just candidly talking. Like, this man is telling stories. Like, R.I.P. DMX, like, he was telling a story about uh, about DMX. And if y'all heard it, y'all heard it. But, like, that was one of the most, like, chilling stories I've ever heard anybody tell tell or talk of any about anything. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And then even, like, the fact that he'll have, like, other people in the room that's not, that, that are famous, but they're not necessarily being interviewed. Like, shout out to Draymond being on there. You yep. know what I'm saying? Shout out to um, what, what's his what's his man? Not not Rich Paul. Um, his man's that that be on Mav his Carter. Ba- yeah, Matt. Yeah, shout out to Mav Carter that 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 be that be holding it down on every episode. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I don't know. Like the shop, I feel like you want to talk about good media. Like that is no that 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 is that is that, that is, is like the, some of the most productive stuff that probably I've ever I've ever watched. And shout out to LeBron for for creating a space for athletes to feel comfortable to do it. I would I like. I would pay to see Naomi Osaka go in there. No funny shit. Oh, you know what it was? The uh, the Tiffany Addish one? That was the Pat Mahomes one. Oh, yes. That was the Pat Mahomes one. Yeah, that was the Pat Mahomes one. I was like, one. damn, they... They had Pat Mahomes, no Bron. Damn, I would have been, yeah. been good to see. But uh, but no, yeah, I I love like how they have random people. Like, they had Jon Stewart there. Yep. And it was like, that was like the first episode, right? Mm-hmm. Or like one of the first two. Like, ah, oh, you know, this is kind of cool. Like seeing like... Like you are like everybody know like not everybody but you know we know who John Stewart is but seeing him in that type of environment is pretty cool like just you know uh but yeah no I, I I definitely I definitely would like that 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 type of media to continue you know you have the KD's like thirty five ventures uh thing where they do like little videos um just even like just black people in media I just read this article the other day. Um, I forget the the woman who wrote it, but it was about Marcus Stroman, and it was about his do rags. 
and it, and it was literally how does Marcus Stroman play in his do-rags? What color do-rag is the best for Marcus Stroman? And it was a breakdown of like, all right, since 2019, he's worn blue, black, orange, and white do-rags and no do-rags. And it broke down his record in each, his <laughs> his ERA, his whip, his his walk to ball. It was oh, great. Oh, my goodness. It was fan. I was like, yo, this is the type of stuff, this is the type of content like that brings people in. Yeah. And, it's been, like, and I know it's a niche thing, like, you know, oof. Like nobody's, not everybody's gonna understand like the significance of like the do rag and stuff like that. Yeah. But like still, like especially in baseball, right. and you're trying to attract an audience or keep or keep you know young black kids engaged. Yo, yeah. this is that, that's the type of things you want to do. And it's amazing because you wish there was more Tim Andersons in the game. You wish there was more Marcus Stroman's in the game. You you know, and it's it's so tough because even though there are black major league players, there's not really that many that uh you know that are representative of you know. The culture. Let me just let me just put emphasis on the culture, you know, because you got like the Mookie Betts kind of kind of dudes. You got like the the Mookie Betts, the Tim Andersons, the Marcus Stroman's, like the swaggy kind of dudes, you know. I'll say even David Price for a little bit. David Price for a little bit too. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, and even they interviewed Tim Anderson. Like, and shout out to him, even though it was against my Yankees. You know, shout out to him hitting a walk off home run in the in the field of dreams game because, you know, for a long time he was really ridiculed for. You know, that 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 bat flip that he is now infamous for. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But the problem is, is that, and this kind of goes back to the no fun league thing. Um, we're so these these sports leagues are so concerned with keeping things how they were versus letting the game adapt, which is what I will say that the NBA is has done a great job of com- in comparison to the MLB and the NFL. I feel like it's it's hilarious how like they don't even they don't even realize what they're doing or what they're saying yeah. in terms of getting things back to how they were. Like, you don't even realize the power of, like, words and things like that. But you really think about it, like, what do you mean by that? Mm-hmm. Look, you're saying it without actually saying it. Yeah. And if you need me to explain it, then I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. But it's very, very prevalent when people are complaining and, and want things to go back to how they were. It's like, all right, you hit the home run, put your head down, go around the bases, you know, no chains, Button up your jersey, you know, have the the, you know, have your pants a certain way, your belt a certain way. Yeah, look, you're 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 admitting something to the world that you don't even you're not even consciously thinking about, but it's very prevalent. So, yeah, yeah, no, it, you know, even the the Fernando Tatises, you know, the Javi Baez is, you know, it's bringing it's bringing fun and an audience into the game, and I just don't understand why it's it's so looked down on. Because sports, for some reason, sports was not supposed to be fun. I don't understand why, but sports wasn't supposed to be fun back in the day. Yeah. Like people were going to baseball games in suits. How do you go to a baseball game in the middle of the summer in a suit and tie? Ask Martin Luther King. Like I don't he make no sense. Yeah, Martin Luther King wild for that. <laughs> that nigga, I'm not gonna lie. MLK was bugging. This thing MLK was out here doing marches in a whole three piece. Like, dog, I know you sweating. He knows. You Bro, know. it's hot. It's a Montgomery, Alabama. It's Selma. You yeah. telling me that you comfortable like this? I mean, I know, you know, civil rights is important and all, but you can get civil rights and still be, you know, cool while you do it. Yeah, man. I, mean, I feel like, a, I feel like a, a, a suit is not the best deterrent. I know it's going to be a little bit out of there. Maybe John's going to have to cut this. But I feel like the suit is not the best deterrent from a fire hose. <laughs> or a German Shepherd. Please, Justin. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, the like, layers. Maybe, the layers for the German Shepherd. The layers? The layers okay. The layers. The layers. <laughs> I can, I can 
<laughs> like, damn, you really going to doing this march? Now you now you just ruined one of your one of your four suits. Yeah. Shit. Oh, man. You go to the march on Monday, you go to a march on Friday, boom. Then you only got two things to wear to church on Sunday. <laughs> I don't know. Bring back fun in sports, man. Basically, to recap everything, NFL, y'all bugging. The Yankees is nice. Uh, told y'all niggas about Draymond and them. Get to, take Marcus Stroman, Naomi Osaka, and Kyrie, 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 name out your mouth. You know, now, see what that's that's what we really need. We really need a cut. That that's gonna really gonna smooth over because I really feel like a lot of the hate that Kyrie gets from a lot like LeBron fans that feel like oh he slided LeBron he didn't want to play with LeBron no more. If LeBron has Kyrie on a shop episode, bro, shit gonna be great. Yeah. She's gonna be great. But yeah, I would love to see Naomi Osaka on, on one of those. Yeah. Simone Biles. Honestly, I, I can see LeBron doing and Mav Carter doing like an all uh women's one. They I mean, I'm surprised that they that they haven't yet. But yeah. I mean they've they've got I mean they've gotten WNBA plays on it. Cause I'm right. Candace, Candace Park was on um what's, uh, old girl from um and Neko, uh, yeah, and Yeah, she's yep. been she's been on on a few. I feel like, um, yeah, honestly, I feel like they like they definitely have have room for it, and I feel like that would be the platform to do it. And I, I don't know, I really, you know, it's crazy about the shop, bro. I really feel like the shop is so underrated. Like I'm telling my friends, I'm like, yo, this Jay Z episode of the shop, like y'all have got to watch this. Like this is like this is literally much see, like this is like must see TV. Like, you know what I didn't know during that shop episode of, with Jay Z? I didn't know that he wrote the rap for Bugs Bunny. Yeah, in the original Space Jam, I had yeah. no idea. That's like that, and and that's like one of the other things that I, I'm telling you about. Like, damn, like that's when he knew he made it. This nigga is making raps for for fucking Bugs, Bugs Bunny. Bunny. <laughs> yeah, you know I'm saying now for me it was a DMX story, bro. When he told the story about X, I was just like, what, yo? Mm. This man said. <laughs> Oh man! Like imagine that, bro. Like you go to a show, Matt. You'd enjoy this. Like you, you go, you go to a show, whatever. You got all these, these, these late nineties headliners and shit, right? Like whatever. Jay Z is obviously headlining this show. Second to last is DMX. I might have actually told you this. I don't know if I did. Um, but DMX, he got, he like, he got just straight bangers. That's the thing about X, bro. He got X gonna give it to you. Got all of that good shit. You know what I'm saying? He got the crowd going crazy. You know what I'm saying? And like this nigga. Like at the peak of the crowd going crazy, this nigga stops and then he fucking prays, bro. Like he like he just literally prays with the crowd. Like he got these niggas in worship, bro. Starts up again and now it's time for Jay Z to hit the stage. And this nigga's just like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? <laughs> but he said it because he he felt he felt like um, you know, X always was trying to compete with him and always was trying to be be the best. And it made he felt like DMX made him a better performer because of you know that whole you know that's that's just what it was. So that's that was that was a really good uh, Jay Z interview. I felt like on the shot, bro. So I'll always remember that shit. Yep, yep. Uh, I can't wait. If I if I had to have a if I had to have a crew, who would you who would you have on the shop? If you if you could assemble assemble like five people, or five people. All right, I, I have celebrities. A few. Five celebrities. I have a few. Because right, obviously, I would be there. You know? <laughs> I would love an all an all uh, female one, mm-hmm. all woman one with. Osaka, Simone Biles, Sabrina Ionescu, um, Sue Bird, um, Candace Parker, and who else am I thinking of right now? You know what? I would like to see um, Lauren Holiday, Drew Holiday's wife. Okay. Yes, I love like just be just to hear more of like her story. Um, 
you know, I know she, I, I don't know if it was cancer or not, but it was some, some type of medical thing that, mm-hmm. that like put her at, at, at risk for a little bit. Yes. And that's, that's why she stopped playing soccer for Team USA. She yes. also got gold medals. That was just crazy too. Yep. That's a whole family worth of athletes right there. Yep. So I'd, I'd say that, like those six, if I did you as just in general, uh, Kyrie, Braun. Well, okay, outside of LeBron. No, no uh, all right. So, all right. So, if he's already there, all right. So, Kyrie, I well, would love we'll to have. Um, include LeBron. What's his face that does the Daily Show now? Oh, not John. Oh, Trevor Noah. Trevor Noah. Because I feel like Trevor Noah outside of the Daily Show would be hilarious. Like, oh, no, like but, uh, not underneath the guise of. And I, I've seen his standups and stuff too. That's why I know he mm-hmm. would be great on it. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Shea. Michael Shea. Okay. Uh, who else? Who else? Who else? Des, mm-hmm. mm. and then That's a tough question. All right, so I got two more people. Well, what would be like the the premise of it? Because I feel like every shop episode kind of has a premise. It has like, a premise. Um, honestly, I don't even know. Just being black. Black in the entertainment business, I guess. Yeah, I mean that's that's fine too. Yeah, like that's that's fine too. Uh, let's see. I'd want to get oh, PK Subban okay. from the Devils, and then I would round it off with. You know what? I'm round it off with like Aaron Judge. Hmm. Just because, like, I feel like we don't really got a lot of we don't see a lot of his personality. Like that, I, like I know he's in some commercials. Yeah, but, but that's just go off the strength that he's in New York. That's what, that's I, what I'm I, saying. I love, yeah, I would love to see Aaron Judge in real life. But you know what? It, it's funny that you that you bring up Aaron Judge in the shop episode because if it was me, what I would do is if I could theme it because it's so tough to you know theme these, yeah. these things. But like if I could theme it, I would do. I would get Joe Torre. Ooh. Okay. Dave Roberts. Ooh. Tim Anderson. Yes. Marcus Stroman, mm-hmm. and the last one is a wild card because I mean you can make an argument like you could do an older dude, you could do like an Albert Bell or like a Ken Griffey, but like but an older player, but an older player, yeah, definitely an older player, like a David Justice, like you know it could be any of those dudes that played like in in that time, maybe even somebody that that's that's suspended. Could be either be David Ortiz, oh big poppy, David yes. Ortiz, mm-hmm. David Ortiz. So yeah, that's that that's my five. Interesting. Tori, Dave Roberts, Tim, um, Stroman, David Ortiz. So all all people of color except for Tori. Except for Tori. But you know what though? Is that I, I feel like I would just love to hear Joe Tori talk about well, not only just one baseball, but his thoughts on what everybody else is saying. Because mm-hmm. he's I, I think you you talk about some of the most respected people in baseball. I mean, yeah, I think the, the list starts with Joe Tori. Yes, it starts with Joe's Tory and, and Buck Showalter. I, you know what I was, I was dead gonna say? I was like, if if you had to replace Joe or Dave Roberts, I would have Buck Showalter yeah. on there too. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, you get you get any of those three like on there, it would just be because obviously it, it's baseball is one of those things that black people really aren't just in tune with, and that's fine. Like, I'm not here to promote baseball to anybody, hmm. but what I'm saying is, is that you get an interview with that, it might it might turn some heads a little bit. Maybe not necessarily at. Um, Let's call it. Maybe, maybe, maybe not necessarily at um, you know baseball fans, but definitely at the MLB. So I don't know. I think it would be it's like something like that would be definitely very interesting. Yeah. Also, maybe maybe a Willie Randolph. Willie Randolph. Yeah. For sure. Yankees Yankees Mets legend Willie Randolph. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like it's definitely 
you know, gotta gotta be interesting getting it, getting their opinions on these things. Real life, you know. Ooh, you know, I left off, so I think I might sub, but I don't know for who. Mike Vick. Mike Vick. Yeah. Yeah, he's being very. He's become very popular in the media. He is. Now he was in that one Atlanta episode where he's just racing people. Yeah. <laughs> My boy, uh, my boy Mike, my boy Michael Vick, man. It was only dogs. I'm sorry, sorry. I had to get it in there. Hey, look, look. I was thinking that the other day. I was like, yo, you know, if he was, if he was of the uh, Caucasian persuasion, people wouldn't hate him as much. But yeah. he was, he was, he was the best. Or he was, he was the best football player at the time. Who wore ch- big chains, drove Escalades, wore do rags, yeah, yeah, and had braids. I feel like. One of these days, we're going to just have to do an episode on the culture. Like, honestly, like, whether it's just, like, just how much these, like, athletes have influenced the culture of the game. Like, think about think about it like this. What Where would basketball be now without blank? In terms of, in terms of culture. Like, not, not talking about, like, in terms of how they affected the game, but just the culture? Could be both, honestly. Uh, where would, where would, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm gonna ask for basketball and for football because baseball is just like yeah, baseball. Is yeah, just, baseball. Is baseball is that. Well, I would say AI with the, you know, wearing do rags to games and then you mm-hmm. know the whole. I know, like it was that in the mouse of the palace that kind of like spurred Stern into making the dress code because he kind of wanted to make it professionalize. He wanted professionalize to professionalize the league, which you know, but. Which is crazy because that's that's what was growing the league, the whole hip hop, you know, era of it. Um, in football, ooh, I don't know. I guess the run the the running quarterback, but you know, it's been around for a while. It was just people just who, didn't want it. I don't know if there was anybody because you know, you, even you go back, right? You have uh, Randall Cunningham, you have Dante Culpepper, um, old dude from uh, that one for the Super Bowl for Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Yeah, I don't know who, like, I guess the, like, I think back in history, I don't know who, like, the first really revolutionized it. But I think Mike Vick was the first one to, like, be like, yo, like, we really could have running quarterbacks like that. Yeah. You know. And he was left-handed, which I feel like is even he more. He was left-handed, too, yeah. Which is even more phenomenal if you really think about it. All right, so for, for basketball, I'll make, I now, Allen Iverson was who I was going to say, but another one that I always think about and I always have to give credit to is where the basketball be without the Fat Five? Because if you even, you you look at uh, Jalen Rose, Chris Webber, um, all, of the, all of those dudes, like they had such an influence on the game swag-wise. You talk about the NCAA, like there weren't freshmen coming out, you know, Going into the going into league going into going into league even sophomores at the time like it was tough it was it was tough for them to really Bro, get one and done was not a thing it even wasn't two and done was not a thing back right. then it was you stayed three or four years yeah and it, you know what I'm saying that was the first time in NCAA history that they assembled a a Bro. cast of all five, five black freshmen yep. black freshmen that start that started in an NCAA game that started an NCAA tournament game at that. And the influence that Michigan had, that that Michigan team had on the culture was immense. Like, they was out there wearing black socks. Now, I know that seems so trivial, but the fact that if you ask Jalen Rose, he, I've heard him tell stories about it, that, yo, fucking wearing black socks. Like, they went to the mall to get black socks. They only had three pairs. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, nobody even, nobody yeah. was wearing black socks. Because black socks were synonymous with just, like, going to church and stuff. Yeah. Like, they was, everybody was wearing the, the, 
the either the low white ankle socks or the high white tube socks. Yeah, literally. And you know, wearing wearing uh their pants a little bit baggy, uh, yeah. Baggy or like you know what I'm saying? Like that. Thank was- God they did that because I I look at those 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 videos from like the seventies and eighties yeah. and even the early nineties and like dang, like Y'all, y'all, y'all nuts wasn't hanging out. Like, like we wasn't trying to wear the meat riders, bro. Like, we, we really wasn't trying to wear those, bro. Like, I'll leave the booty shorts for the for the for the women. Like, you know. Yeah, man, and that's just you know, it's it, it's tough. And for for football, I I think it's so hard to really sit here and say one person, like, because you can make the argument for all of all all of the um. all all of the 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 black quarterbacks that came. You know, the the Col- the Cole Peppers. You know, the fucking Michael Vicks. The McNabs. The McNabs, you know what I'm saying? The Warren Moons, you yep. know. It but honestly, if I had to give credit to somebody, you know, I gotta give I gotta give it to Dion, bro. I gotta give it to Dion Sanders, bro. Cause you talk about um the cornerback position, you talk about defensive backs, you talk about people that, you know, were recognizable in the game as a defensive back. It was Dion and everybody else, bro. It was Dion in the field. And he really brought himself. Dion was always like for for a guy like that, a guy named Primetime, he was big. I don't want to say he was bigger than football, but you know, Dion Dion did his thing. Dion did his thing on the field. He did his thing off the field, man. He he was wearing chains. He was doing all of that good shit, and you know that was that. Yeah. You know, Dion Sanders being who he was had a major influence on the culture in the game. It allowed for dudes to come through and be swaggy, like you know all the dudes that played at the U, the Michael Vicks. All of that, you know, without without Deion Sanders, you know, and even cornerbacks getting paid in the league, they weren't paying cornerbacks like that. Deion, Deion Sanders was the first cornerback in the NFL to make over a million dollars in salary. You know what I'm saying? So you even think about that, like, yo, this man, like, this man's name was primetime. You know, you know how lit of a nigga you got to be for your nickname to be primetime? A pretty lit ass nigga. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, you know. So it, it, it's really, it, it's really tough to say. If I had know? to counter that, I'd, I'd say the only per, I'd say Randy Moss because, I mean, it's kind of like in the same breath as like Kobe, where it's like you know you shoot a you shoot a, you shoot a bowl of paper into a in a garbage can, or you shoot a, a water bottle into a trash can. Oh, Kobe! Like you say, catch some, you catch you catch some over somebody. You say you what? just got Moss. You just got Moss. You know, like they have a whole segment on ESPN Countdown for Monday Night Football. Called You Got Moss, where yeah. they're literally going around like high school, middle school, college, NFL, mm-hmm. showing highlights of people getting mossed. Like, yeah. if your name becomes a, what is it, adjective? Yeah. Yeah. If your name becomes an adjective, then you made it. You got it. You got it. You have a major impact on life. All right. So then you want to talk about Randy Moss. I got another one for you then. What about Terrell Owens? Because you can make the argument that even though he wasn't prime time, he wasn't. Um, he wasn't, he wasn't Randy Moss. In T.O.'s prime, he was making, he had every big celebration on lock. Like, you want to talk about niggas that ruin the celebration? Shit, shit, you got to include T.O. in that. Because T.O., he fucking snatched the chili, his pom-poms, doing the ah-ah-ah, all of that. Took the fans' popcorn, did that, fucking took the, the pen out of the, 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 the sock, signed the football, threw it into the crowd, celebrated on the, on the star, like, you want to talk about niggas that really, really popularize the game. Like, I got to give it to those two dudes. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Teal and, of course, Randy Moss. I'm giving more, nothing but credit to Randy Moss. Literally uh, one of the best receivers of all time. But you want to talk about, you want to talk about swag. You want to talk about charismatic attitude. Teal, bro, 
He right, he right, he right there with, with it. I was gonna say if if we're talking about taunting, like one of the first dudes that comes up comes to mind is Chad Ochocinco. Oh hell yeah! I mean that <laughs> that dude could celebrate and taunt like nobody's business. Yeah, man's legit had a a jacket that said Hall of Fame on it. Man's was doing the the Irish jig. Man's was pretending that the, the pylon was a putt putt. Like yeah, bro. That no, that he didn't he he proposed to one of the uh, cheerleaders, right? Yeah, he did. <laughs> nah, he nah, bro. he's special for real. Nah, that man, nah, I ain't gonna lie, that man, that man Ocho Cinco was different. And one bro. of the best route runners too. I oh mean, my god, you want to talk about footwork? You want to talk about footwork? Oh man, they, yo go yo y'all y'all homework is to go home and watch Chad Chad Johnson highlights. Tell y'all niggas. Bro. Yeah, but not not against the Jets though. Any other team, <laughs> just not against the Jets because uh, you, you know you don't want to see Randy Moss against the Jets either. Cause yeah, because Reeves caught an interception on him. I'm yeah. telling you, everybody keeps bringing up that one play that that Moss got over Reeves. Yo, Reeves, four touchdowns. Oh, all right, all right, but uh, four okay, okay, four, okay. But I'm just right. saying, I'm just saying, <laughs> Reeves has caught interceptions <laughs> over Moss before too. Yeah, and you know, Darrell, Darrell Reeves is arguably one of the best corners ever. But you know, still, arguably, still, still, still got Moss. I'm gonna say, I don't think still, anybody, I don't think anybody's peak is better than his peak. Still got Moss. Oh, that, that Pico nine, that Pico nine season. I don't think well, he and he was robbed of defensive player of the year by Charles Woodson, but yeah. I don't know his his that that peak absolutely phenomenal. Nah, I'm but not, nah, I'm not gonna lie, uh, best corners I ever seen got to be Darrell Rivas. I, I, I like if anybody says anything different, you're a liar and you didn't watch, you didn't watch football from 2003 to 2013 because this, like you you talk about you talk about getting Moss, you talk about Kobe Rivas Island, bro, bro Rivas Island where receivers go to die, like. If I the, my the top two cornerbacks I ever seen in my life was Darrell Reeves and Champ Bailey, yeah, like that, like that's two. valid. That's valid. I would say Champ had a not even uh, you wouldn't say Richard Sherman. Nope, nope, because <laughs> Champ's because Champ's peak was better than Richard Sherman's. I agree. I and, agree. And Champ did it. The thing is, I think where people sometimes put like my boy is a Broncos fan. He has Champ over Revis because Champ's I guess peak was longer. Than Revis's, yeah, but nah. Revis's absolute peak was better than any season that Champ did. Yeah, no, no funny shit. Revis, like, I'm just, I'm sorry if if a nigga is is saying Revis Island, nah, that's bro. different. They was legit not throwing. Everybody's like, oh, he doesn't have any interceptions. Why do you think he doesn't have any interceptions? They're not throwing to his side of the field, yeah. and it wasn't even like he was just playing. Like, and I think the thing that separated, uh, like Sherm, Sherm didn't go. All over, yeah. all the Sherm, time. Sherm, Sherm plays his own, bro. We we know we zone. know that they had that whole debate over Twitter. Yeah. That shit was funny. His <laughs> which is like it's fine, but he's great at what he does. Revis was legit. All right, best receivers on the on the outside. Mm-hmm. Boom, I'm going there. Oh, he's in the slot. I'm going there. You never really see, at, like, especially even now. Like, I, like some Ramsey doesn't go in the slot as much. Nah. Ramsey stays on the outside. Yeah, you know. So it's rare. It's rare now that you see corners actually follow somebody. That's like more of a Tre'Davious White. You yeah. know, Patrick Peterson will do it. Not even um not even uh homeboy on the on a Patriots. Um, oh, Stephon Gilmore. Stephon Gilmore. Yeah. Not even he not even he does it like that. But that's just you know, it is what it is what it is. Um uh here he go with this bullshit. Um There we go. Yeah, but you know, this is giving this is this is giving me a lot of fucking nostalgia. It's just like damn, even though we ain't have Reva Island, the Giants ain't have Reva Island, we got two two rings to, you know, uh Ah, to, boy. To, to be content with. Yep, I think now is a good time to end the conversation. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And now it's time for Anime Book Club. Yeah. 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 They ain't think, they ain't think, just because John's he- not here, you didn't think we was going to do it. Yeah, that's right. We got uh, uh, Anime Book Club uh, Midnight Club Edition. Midnight Club Edition. That's what I'm talking about. Bring All right. 
Winging it and slinging it. You already know. Winging it and slinging it. I'm not going to lie. I have absolutely nothing to talk about for this uh, Anime Book Club Midnight Club edition. Um, But I'm just going to wing it, see how it goes. I just finished, um, I guess, two animes. Both uh, very heinous in nature because that's who I am. Uh, One was Redo of a Healer. Finished uh, season one. Don't know if they're going to get renewed for season two because I'm not going to lie. That is an absolutely wicked anime. Mm -hmm. If anybody listening and knows what I'm talking about, you get it. All right? You already know. It's wild. Wild as hell. Heal. You'll get it. They know. Also finished uh, High School DxD. Uh, Was very disappointed in uh, season four. Um just going to say that the, the the amount of logos in each episode was not to my liking. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to leave it at that. And if you know, you know. If you know, you know. I didn't want to know, but I know. Yeah. It's uh. So yeah. now, I, I think to Miles' uh, happiness and joy, the uh, the Crunchyroll that I, uh, you know, mooch off of will no longer be showing uh, these vulgar, uh, you know, anime suggestions in the uh, For You tab. And I couldn't have been happier about that because, you know... <laughs> <laughs> the other person that I shared my country uh, with was just like, uh, what is this interspecies uh, that you watching? I'm like, uh... Interspecies reviewer is damn right. I'm like, uh, that's not me, but, uh, nah, but, yeah, what am I watching right now? Damn, so I just started Black, Co- blah, 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 Black Clover. That's like the, the it's, it's older, but it's not really that old. I'm like on a binge of watching everything that I should have watched, so this year... Uh, that's not even this year. In the past year, I finished uh, My Hero Academia, Attack on Titan, all of that good stuff. Um, to John's demise, I'm probably I was gonna start One Piece, but I'm like, eh, it's a lot going on. I'd rather read the Bible. He's a- <laughs> um, and I'm not talking about Bible Black. Um, wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's it's so tough. Um, and yeah. Um, but if y'all are fo- following along with us, you know, for our actual anime book club. Um, we're going to be doing Inuyashiki episodes five through eight, five, six, seven, and eight. Yeah. We're going to do four episodes for next week. Right. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that's good. Good catch, DJ. Good catch. Good catch. Um, yeah. So we're going to do those next four, those next four episodes for next week. And, you know, make sure y'all follow along with us. This is, this is pretty fucking good. If y'all like uh, mechanical shit, this is the anime for you, you know? And fucking uh, Decepticons. And shout out to the Decepticon that I saw at uh, Viva Toro the other night. I promise you, it was a full-out person in a fucking mechanical suit. Did I okay, I'm you? not going to lie. I thought you were going to go in a totally different direction than that. Yeah, no. No. In how you're going to say the Decepticon, but I'm glad that it went the way that you said. Yeah, I'm glad it did, too. It <laughs> uh... We could have gotten our first edit. <laughs> <laughs> our first censorship. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, man. Look. But hey, that's good. I don't know what I'm going to start next. Um, I was thinking because every time I log into the Crunchyroll, uh, reincarnated as a slime is like right there, prevalent. Oh. And I don't know if we're going to, are we going to do that again? Like, are we just going to do season two in studio or is that like, are we just done with it? We got to, we got to ask the producers, you know, that's, that's, that, that, this, that is one of those things above our head where you get to the high level and, you know, the amount of uh, listeners and viewers that we get, which isn't a lot. Um, <laughs> we have to ask the production staff, uh, what's, what's going to be next on the menu. That's so, true. Uh, you know, it's above my pay grade, definitely. Yeah, you know, I I don't I don't get paid to think about these things. I just you know we, fi- we figure it out as we go, and then yeah, that that that'd be that. All right, that's also my thoughts with Re Zero too, because I know. But you finished season two, I thought. I I only got to the half. I think the half season split thing. Oh, they, they kept they kept restarting. You got bored. I I don't know. I no because yeah. the episodes ended and then 
once you know like when a show ends and it comes back and you're like ah dang i really gotta repick this up yeah you, know, you, you kind of forget all this stuff like, that's kind of like me with slime it's like i haven't watched it in so long like yeah should i wa- rewatch the first season or just rewatch the, the the recap but i just know my nigga gabaru still in the cut holding it down holding it down and you already know the og gopta, gopta. you know the only non-transformed goblin ah <laughs> uh, man you love to see it you do you absolutely love to see it uh but you know we're doing i don't i didn't even realize how um how much and i you know what the one thing I, I noticed last night i didn't realize how much anime i've watched in the time that we've been doing this podcast like we've watched a lot of anime yeah bro i mean you 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 think you think about you know it's been a, it's been almost uh two years damn what what is it it's august well, 18th. No, it's, it's been, been a it, year. It, bro it's been two a year years. and something right oh it's been two years 2000 and oh yeah you're right yeah damn it's been uh i i mean i would go back to our first episode unfortunately our first first episode is not on uh <laughs> so isn't our first three episodes on soundcloud only uh yeah you are y'all gonna have to go to soundcloud for that but i'll tell you our you go back to our third episode our third episode was recorded july uh, no august 24th of 2019 so we're definitely we're definitely at past the two-year mark because it's right now it's august 18th so wow We've made uh, two years doing this. This is this is kind of incredible. I'm gonna say like when I be talking to people about animes I've watched, I'm like I be forget like I be drawing a blank sometimes because I'm like there's just like there's just so many like I I forgot we did Berserk, I forgot we've done Devil is a Part Timer, you know like mm-hmm. there's there's quite a few that we've done that I'm like dang like we did that yeah bro Berserk is like that Berserk was, like, was dummy far damn Matt, we wasn't even in the studio when we did Berserk. You think about it like you, that. You were here. To the end of the end of it, yes, the end of it, yes, yes, the end of it, the end of it. Yeah, shout yeah. out, shout out, Berserk. Yeah, that button is so iconic. Like, like, like any, like any time niggas want to just get emotional, you, know, you hit that button right there. And, you know, you start talking your shit. You know, you you happy it back a little bit. It's like, yo, shit is iconic. It's like it's very chilling. It is. It's like I don't know. I, I they, they, that used to be my favorite part of the episodes yeah. waiting because it happened every single episode. Yeah. Literally, that was my favorite by part. the way, that was my, I, you know, I don't take credit for a lot of shit, but that was my idea. That was my idea. It was, it was his idea. This was my, that was, okay. that was definitely my and idea. And it's funny because it, it never came in the same part of spot in the episode because sometimes it happened like five minutes in. Yeah. And you're like, damn, like already? It would be the, it would be the recap and they're playing the shit. I'm just like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> now nah, like, I don't get to hear this for the rest of the episode. Yeah, Berserk was like, it was one of those ones that like in hindsight, like in the moment I really fuck with, but in hindsight, I'm just like, yeah, I wouldn't go back. And I'm just it. saying I was correct in my assumption because I remember I made it like at the beginning of the episode, not the beginning of the show, but maybe like four or five episodes in. It's like, yo, Guts going to be in Casca's Guts. And what happened come the last few episodes? Guess who's in Casca's Guts? It was Guts. Matt, when are you going to do it? When are you actually going to do an anime book club with us, bro? Like at this point, like you got to do at least one. Talk to us. This is the perfect example. Okay. Matt, uh, tell my, him, my relationship with visual media. Yes. Tell them anime is for <laughs> nerds. <laughs> Not with visual media. We're over here talking about like actual, like we're talking about like uh, fucking sports media shit this whole time. Now he's about to spit some bullshit. Go ahead. <laughs> no. Because the other day John texted me, I'm assuming from Disneyland or okay. World. Mm. And he goes, he goes, Matt, what's your favorite Harry, well, what's your Harry Potter house? He asked us this. He asked right. me this. Oh, but he asked you guys this. Yeah, yeah. I was All confused right. at, at the time as well. Okay, so I went, how would I figure that out? Is there a quiz or something? I was never much of a Harry Potter fan to know off the top. And then he goes, yeah, I have, they have a quiz on Pottermore. And I was like, what the fuck is Pottermore? Yeah. So then he, and then he goes, 
Marvel question mark and I go unfortunately not that either <laughs> John first of all this I don't think this kind of sounds like John's kind of just get your passwords and then he goes Jurassic Park <laughs> yeah like, no, no he's definitely trying to guess your passwords at this point <laughs> just just block him at this point but basically long story short I just I don't know I've never really been connected to like shows or movies in my life that's, that's okay but you know what though that's fine because you're left braided in the sense that like yo you you play instruments, bro, which I feel like is that's that's more than enough. You know what I'm saying, what's well, say, Matt's about to ask? Him, when are you guys gonna get on some instruments? And we're like, ah, listen, <laughs> li- listen, I listen. can give you some drum beats, I, but I, other I, than I that, I grew up playing an instrument, so that that's true. You know, that's about as 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 good as you're gonna get. You know, what I'm saying, I wasn't in the top band, but I definitely wasn't in the bottom band. Tell you that, <laughs> tell you that much. Let it be known here first, folks. Miles was a top, not a bottom. <laughs> <laughs> he was a middle. He was in. Oh, so he's verse. <laughs> Meaning I go both ways. <laughs> One time. <laughs> One time. Oh, Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. You know Marvel. what? I've, you know what? Honestly, you know what? I, I take that back. Honestly, I think this is very brave of Miles to just come out like this for us on no. the pod. And you know what? I think that deserves a. <laughs> Niggas is really. We've been copying it up all 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 episode, man. Hey, man, look. Yeah, honestly, I think that's it. Um, in terms of my uh, degeneracy, um, I don't know. I don't know what the next degenerate thing I'm going to watch or the next degenerate uh, anime character I'm going to stand. So just got to keep it locked in here. Just know that it's, uh, you know, still Felix Argyle Hive. I'm making um, some new, uh, what do you call it? Fantasy football anime, you know, mashup names. Mm-hmm. Currently, the one league I'm in right now, the Hentai High Steppers, I'm very proud of that one. Very, very proud of that one. The uh, Randy Gremories okay. is a very good one based off High School DXD. You know, it's a play on uh, Randy Gregory. Um, but yeah, man. The Felix Argyle Knots nice. was another one. Yeah, mine is, mine is in one of my leagues just a fantasy football team. Uh, very original, very original. Because like, not every fantasy football league is going to have some guy that has that as their name this year. Well, that's fine. I mean, it was in, it was the same thing as, as last year, too. I, I promise I had that idea for it. That's the problem. Y'all don't be seeing the vision, nigga. Y'all don't be seeing the vision. Oh, brother, don't be seeing this it. guy stinks. The vision? I literally had a guy in my league last year call himself the Washington football team. Like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I also had, uh, what else did I have? What did you have? Uh, the Astolfo Assault, that was a good one. You know, I don't know. I had I had a few. My one friend has the uh, his his team name is a uh, Goodell is a part timer. Goodell is a part timer. Yeah, I thought that was I thought that was a pretty good one. That's pretty. That's actually pretty solid. Another one of my friends had um, Dak Attack on Titan, which I feel like somebody's probably done already. It's forced. You know, it's forced. But you know what? Honestly, I feel like we should all come up with um, anime type names and then bring it onto the pod next week yeah um you know what i think that's good homework like i think that, that that'll really force me to think like in terms of uh for fantasy football i mean considering we're all going to be in a fantasy football league this year it's gonna be great i'm gonna be uh high school rg3 high school rg3 Ooh. <laughs> yeah. oh nice. that's a good oh that's a good one matt nice. oh man look at him thinking outside the box yeah, my, it's funny because my team name last year was the last year or two years ago was the uzumaki barrage which i get like I like because most of the people in my league don't really care about anime. Yeah. So, you know, I thought I could get away with it, but this year, no, nah, I, I needed to go. Like hentai high steppers, I don't know if I'm gonna ever top that, but hentai high steppers is tough. I ain't gonna lie because it got the, you know, it got it got 
not only does it have alliteration, it has the, you know, the same tonality. I think that that was the right word. Ooh, oh, you know what I just thought of? What? Bible Black and Miles. Holy shit. Wait, no, you should be the Bible Black and Miles. Oh, <laughs> that's your name. You have to go with that. All right, fine. I'll go with that. In the league that we're going to be in, I will go with that. Bible Black and Miles. Oh, yes. Yes. No. Yes. No. That's right, folks. You heard it here first. That's it. The greatest anime fantasy football team name, the Bible Black and Miles. <laughs> but if you use it though, it's just like why like why like why are you gonna use it? Hey, look, man. Look, all I know is Yeah, listen! <laughs> no. No, nigga, it is not fucking bars. <laughs> this nigga is crazy. Just saying. I am the greatest at this. And who knows? Who knows? Next week, I might have some gr- something else. I don't know. My mind is a battlefield, just like love. <laughs> oh, my God. I'd like to say a few words about your arrest record. What the hell? Wrap it up, B. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. That's going to be the next button we have, by the way. Actually... We got a surprise coming for you next week, John, if you're really listening. You know what? All this all this hate, all I'm hearing is... Smells like bitch in here. <laughs> hate, 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 hate. <laughs> the hateocracy. That's what you guys are. The hateocracy. Ah, went to the boondocks. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. Um, nah, you know what's crazy? Speaking of it, this, I will wrap the show up as soon as this, right? I was in Philly with Kyle, with uh, my girl on... on this this past weekend, right? Nigga was not trying to name drop his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, can't, uh, can't, can't, can't have the streets knowing. Can't have the streets knowing. Right? Um, but, yeah, we're watching the Boondocks, and I'm like, yo. She was like, all right, what's the funniest episode? So I'm like, so me and the uh, other dude that was there, because uh, we were at a, like, a dinner party, he was like, yo, it's the Catcher Freeman episode. Catcher Freeman, yeah. That's a, we that's played a it, one. she didn't think it was funny. I'm like, well, one, you didn't think it was funny because you, were, you weren't paying attention. But she had the audacity to ask me. I don't know if this was the alcohol talking or not. She was like, do I have to have any, like, background knowledge on this? I'm like, it's the boondocks. What? What are you talking about? I was like, you know what? In that moment, in that <laughs> split second, Miles, and Matt, I contemplated, I should break up with this woman right now. Yeah, man. I ain't gonna lie. If she don't find the, if she, if she don't find the boondocks I was like, I should I break up with this woman right now. If you don't know the boondocks, you think you need backstory on the boondocks? I don't know, man. I don't know how this is gonna work. Because yeah. I reference the boondocks a lot. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah. Some people just don't be knowing. I don't know, man. And I, I don't, feel like I feel like, and I feel like that's such a big part of the culture too that I don't know how you don't. Bro, be it's the Boondocks. Like, <sighs> that's what I'm saying. You can't bait on that, man. That's what I'm saying. But you know what? It is what it is. That's how we're gonna end the show. Everybody, boo her, boo her. All right. If you if you if if you, if you know who I'm talking about, go on Twitter and just boo her because she deserves it. But with that, that's the end of the episode. Um, bold. Big bold. Bold ending. Bold ending. But you know what it is. That's how we do. Hey, 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 <laughs> All right. Well, 
now the official ending. This has uh, been yet another episode of the Saratobi Sports Podcast brought to you by Regrown Recordings. Regrown, grow your future. Wow. And that was great. You're de- no. <laughs> it was great, wasn't it? That was great. That was fucking great. Off the I'm dome. The sound bite. Hey, do it. I don't. Hey, look, do it. I don't care. That'd, that'd, that'd be great. Run it up. No. Run no. Up the, no. No. You better sell that shit. You better sell that shit. Actually, no. <laughs> Trademark it. No. no. Trademark it. No. no. Trademark. Trademark. But it, but it was too late. <laughs> <laughs> the verbal contract has been sealed. I don't consent. <laughs> oh boy, uh, but. Yep, as always, this is the end. This isn't this isn't goodbye. Just uh see you later. Uh any final words, uh Worldwide West? No. All I want to do is touch these worldwide breaths. <laughs> there you go. Indeed. There it is. Yes. Matthew Barbas, any last words? Uh, you know. Get vaccinated if you if you if you if you can. There you and, go. And uh like just uh, you know. Contribute con- contribute to the world. Contribute to those around you. Love everybody. There you go. Wow. And come to Regrown Recordings. I like that. Oh, yeah. Look at that. But you know what? Yeah. Now listen. That's called motherfucking bars, nigga. Fucking you know nothing, nothing about, about that. that. Damn right. I like I like where you chimed in, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Damn right. And you know what? As always, nematodes are people too. Later, everybody. See what my- I got ice in my veins. Walk like a champion, champion, champion I'm so cold-blooded, I fear nobody Ain't no letting down, I won't let you down Cause I got ice in my veins I talk like a champion, like a champion I'm so cold-blooded, I'm so cold